Nuclear heat graphics. Beautifully handcrafted designs of nostalgic horror. We have such sights to show you. Wrestling. You, Hulk Hogan, must self-destruct. Retro cartoons and entertainment. A fellow chucker, eh? Portraits, customized posters, fan posters, and so much more. Nuclear heat graphics.com. Makes us human. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. And I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling. That something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. As I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? I'm so wasted. Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god. I'm your Huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Bowling, this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch. The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! This is Dave. He tells jokes for a living. Hopefully, he makes people laugh. But these days, it's a high-stakes game. Hmm. How did we get here, I wonder? I don't mean that metaphorically. I'm really asking. How did Dave get here? I mean, what the fuck is this? Morgan Freeman. Anyway, I guess what I'm trying to say is, if you say anything, you risk everything. But if that's the way it's gotta be, okay, fine, fuck it. <laughs> He's back, folks. Dave Chappelle, is back. Dave Chappelle is back, and guess what? We are back, and I am echoing in Smark's computer over here because Smark is with us. What is going on, everybody? It is, it is Saturday night. This is Hollywood Hangout, and I am Boxman. And boy, do we have some surprises for you guys tonight. Not only 
do I have double A, the enforcer of the, I don't know, the, the, the hangout verse? The <laughs> Anthony, I've got Anthony here. What's up, Anthony? Yeah. What's up, Box? What's up, chat room? What's up, listening world? That we'll have right. the show tonight. There you go. Also, we've got big bad Bobby Anthem with us. What is up, Bobby? Well, Box Man, I am highly offended that you refer to me as bad. And oh. not only am I going to complain about that on social media, but I'm going to try to gather together a bunch of other people and convince them that they should be as offended as I am. Mm-hmm. And we are going to try to make sure that you are no longer employable. All right. Call HR and fuck off. There we go. Thank you, Bobby. <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> What's going on, Bobby? Uh- <laughs> man, thanks for having me here, man. I was looking forward to this one. Oh, yeah. And... A special treat, Smark Wahlberg, the Smark of the Smarks, is with us. What is up, Smark? Fellas, what's happening? Not much, man. Good to have you back. Been a while. Long time no talk. That's right. Some things have happened, but uh, <laughs> not so happy to be back necessarily because I'm going to go ahead and join Bobby's mission. I've already made some YouTube videos that uh, get ad revenue that profit off of the misfortunes of others. That's what true humanitarianism is about. Yes. What is up? Awesome. There we go. I think we've all introduced ourselves. So yeah, it is going to be a obviously fun show tonight. Uh, We are doing Sticks and Stones by Dave Chappelle. This has garnered a lot of controversy. Um, I don't know about on both sides. Mainly one side is most of the controversy. Um, it's probably the gay side. Uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe. Some of the gay side. Um, before we knock this out here, though, let's go ahead and before we get too far, let's get some plugs in here. Uh, obviously, shout out to Wrestling OD. Shout out to Nuclear Heat Graphics and Shaheen over there at NuclearHeatGraphics.com. I, I played the commercial before the show. Posters. Uh, I think he's doing buttons and all kinds of shit right now. Whatever you need, if you need it drawn, go to Shaheen over there. Don't forget about Yakuza Kick Radio, Wrestling's High Marks. And of course, I don't have to shout this man out. Bobby, tell him where they can find you, brother. Well, uh, as always, you can find me with my partner, my ace, my fellow inhuman, Bobby Blades. We are the Inhuman Experience. Uh, our podcast is found, damn man, just about everywhere, anywhere you can find podcasts. Um, we don't have a ton of uh, content, but we are coming back together with more stuff. I promise. I promise. I talk with Blades every day and we're good. In addition to that, uh, you know, I've started my venture in search of my lost soul. Uh, that airs actually every other week, every other Sunday on the Get in the Corner Mixler feed. And it's something a little different. You know, it's it's definitely not a wrestling podcast like most of the uh, people <laughs> in our community. But, you know, um, it's just something a little different, a little introspective. It's me trying to figure out just exactly what the fuck is wrong with me and i'm just bringing other people along to listen to my therapy sessions but it's found just about everywhere on the inhuman experience uh feed there you go and then it is good shit so trust me it's worth hitting the subscribe button i promise you uh and you can always check out doug eric and doug's brother again double hummers there guys uh, you can you can check those about an unscripted <laughs> wrestling. Uh, you can find that on the Philly Sports Passion feed, and obviously 
football is back. So if you're into football and if you're into sports, check out Philly Sports Passion over there. Another one you should hit subscribe on. And uh, they can be found everywhere, all the platforms that we always mention, you know, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, obviously iTunes, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, you know where, you know where. Wherever you get your podcast downloaded from, we're probably there. So there you go. Now, since we're all done with the with that stuff there, now uh, maybe that'll get HR off my back for a few minutes. This. Nobody's safe. Nobody's safe. And he... Nobody. Oh, no. No. Uh, and this... Listen, first of all, let's... Uh, obviously, this is Dave Chappelle. Uh, I, I say we get right into this. Um, the backlash from this has made it to where it has a 99% audience uh, rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, I believe that's unheard of. <laughs> but at least yeah. everybody agree on something. Well, I mean, <sighs> articles like this is exactly what spawned that off. Uh, Anthony, I'll, I'll mention that one that uh, you talked about last, so we can get into that. You probably have it pulled up. Uh, Vice started it with uh, the headline: oh, "Smart, smart." You got headphones, bro. <laughs> yeah, I think I fixed it. My bad, sorry. All right, no problem. Uh, D- D- Vice started it off with, you can definitely skip Dave Chappelle's new Netflix special, Sticks and Stones. Um, their little sub-headline uh, sub was, the comedian doubles down on misogyny and transphobia in both the special and the hidden bonus scene that follows. I didn't see the bonus hidden scene. A- anyone go through that and see it? Yeah, actually, I did. All you really have to do is once it ends, it looks like it's going to show it to you again, but you just don't do anything, and then it plays it. It's about a 20-minute or so piece where he does fan Q&A, and he also does a little bit of like stand-up. He jokes around and talks about some of the stuff that went on while he was performing the show on tour and whatnot. Ah, nice. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, let's see. Another one. Outsports.com even jumped in. So even sports sites jumped in to shit on this poor guy. Comedian Dave Chappelle recycles, uh, recycles tired tropes to hit trans athletes. Uh, their sub, uh, subline was uh, one of stand-up's all-time innovators falls back on overplayed trans athlete stereotypes in his new Sticks and Stones special on Netflix. Um, and then CNBC put out Dave Chappelle's Netflix special is offending critics but viewers don't care <laughs> and then the the other article that really kind of went after dave Chappelle. uh what happened to dave Chappelle? the cruelty of sticks and stones is a sign of the times that was salon.com um anthony will get into one part but one part they mentioned is dave Chappelle is completely attuned to the mean spirit of 2019 that's what's throwing off his old fans um, Anthony, you got more on this article, right? Yeah. All right, go for it. So basically, the gist of the article is uh, Dave Chappelle basically went out of he went left field. He went left field, mean spirited. They actually they actually tried to tie Dave Chappelle's sticks and stones to nine eleven. <laughs> which, which, which that shouldn't be funny. I'm sorry. It is. 
<laughs> if you if you guys will indulge me, let me read this first paragraph to you, for you. Okay. So on September seventeenth. 2001, the great David Letterman became the first late-night host to return to television days after 9-11, blindsided New York City and the world. In his monologue, Letterman eschewed attempts at humor, choosing instead to meet the confusion and mourning, blanketing America with an appropriate, solemn acknowledgement. This became the poll the nation needed before feeling permission. I didn't know you needed permission. Mm. To laugh again in the wake of a horrific tragedy. Nearly 20 years later, another great Dave... Dave Chappelle, has handed a different permission slip to Americans, one giving folks the green light to laugh at tragedies and more to the point, the victims and survivors. He does say he's a little bit of a victim blamer in this, but. okay, so now we need permission to laugh Mm -hmm. and we need someone to tell us what it's okay to laugh at. I'm I'm, I'm, uh, wow, dude. I mean, come on. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, to me, comedy in its purest form is a reflection of society. Right. It helps. It helps open dialogue about things that need to be talked about, but for whatever reason, people are too afraid to talk about, or they just want to kind of like put it in the back of their mind and not address the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. Comedy has always been that. At what point did that stop? Was yeah. it 9-11? Uh, I, I, I didn't think so, man. And, and there's just so much wrong with all this. It's, it's just absolutely fucking insane. But I mean, to even bring it in, I, I, to even bring up nine eleven to compare a comedian is ridiculous. Comedy has will and always has been about turning tragedies funny. Mm-hmm. But, Obviously, Bobby agrees with me. That is what comedy has always been about. Comedy is supposed to be about turning horrible things into funny things, pushing the envelope, joking about things you're not supposed to joke about, talking about things you're not supposed to talk about. That That is how Andrew Dice Clay made a fucking career. It's how Sam Kinison, God, I, I, I'll always miss Kinison. We lost him way too early. That is how Sam Kinison made a career. They went out there. Richard Pryor. Eddie Murphy, every one of them went out there and offended people. And Dave Chappelle is doing nothing different. This is what people needed, in my opinion. I think we need someone that's going to make us all look at ourselves and go, "Does the, if this offends you, I'm sorry, in my opinion, you're the problem out there. Yeah, and I think that's the, I think that's sort of what he was trying to prove going into this mm-hmm. because uh, I had a conversation with my boy Bobby Blades about it and he said I don't understand what people are so upset about this is the same Chappelle that we've always gotten yep. why are people so offended now and the thing that I noticed was I don't think this is exactly the same Chappelle that we've always gotten this was Chappelle who came out with a mission he went out pushing buttons purposely pushing buttons mm-hmm. well with the intent to to draw out the people who would be offended like he basically made fun of the people who would be offended before they even reacted by being offended so right. basically the people the, the the people who are complaining about it are making themselves look stupid because they're just doing exactly what he knew they were going to do 
Right. You know, and this is comedy. Comedy is supposed to be unapologetic. It's supposed to be. Yeah. Man, I mean, you guys, you guys know me. You know, most of the people in the community know who I am and how I am at this point. I'm, I'm probably, I'm probably among the most liberal of everybody in our community. Uh, I, I probably have views and opinions that people would point at and say, oh, you're a fucking SJW snowflake. I probably have views that lean in that direction. But I also understand that jokes are fucking jokes. Yes. And beyond that, and I'm sorry if I'm going off for a little too long. No, but you're I, good, I'm, you're I'm good. Kind of, kind of passionate about this. Not only are <laughs> jokes just fucking jokes, but to... To come out and try to silence somebody's voice because you don't agree with something that they said is a fucked up thing. I don't have a problem with somebody being offended by anything that he said because obviously he purposely he purposely walked the line. He par- he purposely crossed the line on on some things, knowing that it would offend some people. That's it's perfectly fine if somebody's offended. Mm-hmm. They, they, everybody has the right to be offended by whatever offends them. But to try to come out and silence their voice so that nobody else can hear it—that's fucking bullshit. That's fucking un-American. It's unconstitutional. <laughs> it's unconstitutional. And you know what? Let's just start with something real quick. The name is sticks and stones this is exactly what he was trying to say exactly now smart you've been over there nice and quiet what uh what is comedy kind of to you so since we've all been kind of saying what comedy is so go for it yeah that's the thing like to kind of touch on some of the things that bobby was saying it's like at what point did we start deciding that comedians doing stand-up is akin to politicians running for office? Like, at what point did we start taking everything they say for face value? Like, especially if you look back on one of his specials, I think it was like the HBO one he did. Do you really think, are there really people out there that think that a baby tried to sell him crack at a strip club? Because <laughs> that's one of the things we talked about. Like, where is that backlash about that? And it's really kind of funny because it's very selective backlash because before he had specials on Netflix, when he first came back from his departure, he did. There's it's a YouTube clip of it. He talked about a serial rapist in Houston that was raping men. Not a word. Mm-hmm. And as you put it, it's the most gangster shit. I just wanted to put that one out there. Dude. But, yeah, it, it's really it's, it's a tough situation, and it's really interesting about where we are right now because a lot of the people are the people that are roughly my age. And, like, we all grew up with people trying to fucking censor the video games we played, the television we watched, and all that. And then we grew up to be people who try to censor things not for the children, but for ourselves. We've determined that we as a society could not handle being offended for even the slightest amount of time. Yeah, and, you know, Anthony asked a question, when did all this start? Man, I hate to go back to Janet Jackson's titty, but... <laughs> I, oh, hey, look, dude, we got... Hey, there will always be time for Janet Jackson's titty, I, even now. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. Like, I, so I get yeah, it. Feel get free it. to bring that up anytime. <laughs> I get it, but that's when we started censoring and i'll uh, i'll say this as i've said before i don't get why they started censoring radio off of that 
I, and, and from there, it became they started censoring TV. They started cracking down on a lot of things, which I understood the TV, but the radio I never understood. And I hate to say this, but the participation, uh, you know, participation trophies and everyone gets a, a pat on the back and there's no winners or losers in things anymore. It, it, it sort of desensitized us to a lot of things now. And I think it's brought us here to where, oh my God, everything. Dude, he brings up Kevin Hart and that will get played later. We're going to do this a little different tonight. We're not going to play clips and go through the whole thing. And I'm not going to play the whole thing, even though it's only an hour and five minutes. But I mean, dude, look at Kevin Hart. The poor guy said something 10 years ago. And and it was a joke. And And he couldn't host the Oscars, man. Because of a joke. And and now and we've got comedians now are apologizing for everything in the fucking world. Everything in the world. Dude, Sarah Silverman lost her TV show because she put on blackface on a TV show. What was that, 15 years ago or something? Or I, I forgot yep. how long ago it was. I mean, look, is it wrong? Yeah, but it was back then. We got to stop, dude. This is a Pandora's box we're opening, and I feel it's only going to get worse. Go ahead, Bobby. I just want to say Con- context is everything. Number one, and and comedians comedians should not be held to task for any fucking thing that they say on stage or or on a platform where they're performing. It just shouldn't fucking happen. And I think I brought this up once before when um when we were talking about uh. Eddie Murphy apologizing for something that he said mm-hmm. when <laughs> back when you and I were children. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, my, my view is this, as far as apologies go, I don't have a problem with a comedian or anybody apologizing for anything, as long as it is a genuine apology that, that comes from them. Any apology that's, that somebody is forced to do is not going to be genuine. It's just, it's, it's just fucking lip service and it's fucking pointless. It's stupid yep. and it's fucking pointless. If if a comedian does or says something that they genuinely regret doing or saying, fine, go out and apologize for that. But to fucking to fucking keep somebody from being employed and to keep other people from enjoying that person only because you're offended by it. That's fucking bullshit. I, I have I have kids. My kids aren't little anymore. My kids are pretty much adults at this point but whenever they would do something you know they would say one of my girls would hit her sister or something and she didn't see anything wrong with it i I might have to explain to her what was wrong with it and i would have her go apologize but i would have her say what she's sorry for you know it's not just enough to say i'm sorry because you don't fucking mean that if you don't mean it don't say it (laughs) you know right yeah and I just don't like comedians apologizing for jokes. Look, comedian goes out and slaps somebody. All right, apologize. Comedian goes out and right. you know, does something stupid, says something really stupid, really, really over the line offensive. All right, apologize. But if you're literally doing a comedy act, you should not. I, I don't think comedians should have to apologize. It's it's comedy. Like I said, dude, Kinnison, fucking Richard Pryor. Go back to all those comedians back then. Dice is still offending people. It's just nobody gives a fuck about Dice anymore, unfortunately. He's still on, he's still <laughs> actually touring, believe it or not. But I mean, it, it, it's it's 
it's what comedy used to be about. And, as far back as Don Rickles and Lenny oh, Bruce. Dude, Don yeah. Rickles was was a, a, a dude. Uh, who am I thinking of? Um, the, the, the woman, the, the plastic surgery. Joan Rivers. Jesus Christ. Joan yeah. Rivers. Joan Rivers was one of the most offensive comedians out there, <laughs> goddammit. She went to the grave offensive, bro. Never apologized for shit. Well, for I shit. never should have. Milton yep. Burrow. Yep. Matter of fact, one of the last jokes that uh, Joan Rivers said was on camera. She got out, and someone asked her about if we ever had a gay president. And she, this is when Obama was president, and she said, "We already have a gay president." She died two weeks later. <laughs> Question: <laughs> Should I play the X Files music? No. <laughs> no, but Bob, I, I, you know, I'll disagree with something you said, Box, oh. and that's I, under no circumstances do I feel like a comedian should apologize, even if it's over the top offensive. If that's what he was going for, and that's what he genuinely meant to do, then so be it. Because to me, as a comedian, the minute you apologize, you lose credibility. You lose credibility in everything that you do, and everything that you're about. To me. The minute you had to apologize for a joke, it's time to find a new career, man. Seriously, mm. seriously. Mm. I'm I'm sorry, man. Like, as a comedian, even I don't care if it offends everybody, who whoever it offends, you should never apologize for a joke well, under any circumstance. I'm sorry. It's just yeah. I, I I do agree, but unfortunately, we are in a time now where if you don't apologize, your career's done, over. Done. You can't do anything. Kevin Hart apologized, and he, he's uh, dude. He was making how like six movies a month, I think. No, but but, but I'm just saying he I'm apologized, saying. and like people still give him grief over it. Exactly. So what was the point? <laughs> well, I, I realize that, but I mean, he's getting back into things now a little bit more, and I believe he's back on tour again. But it's just, uh, I hate that it, it, everyone is so quick to apologize now, dude. Everyone. Dude, you remember Jonah Hill? Because he called a reporter a faggot, was crying on a who, who, some talk show, late night talk show. He was crying for and apologizing. Come on, man. That was Brian yeah, once again. Yeah. And, and I used to be a Jonah Hill fan. I don't, I don't actually remember that, but yeah. it's, it's just gross, man. I'm sorry, it's gross because at the end of the day, like, okay. That term is derogatory towards homosexuals. I get that. But I feel like, do you, and like I said, this is not attacking the gay community or anything like that. But do you guys, and all of you guys, I want you all to jump in on this one. Do you think that they have too much of a hold on everything nowadays? Because it seems like more than any other community, black, white, trans, whatever, it just seems like the people are afraid to offend the gay community. The minute you say something ain't that's even halfway construed as anti-gay, you got to go on an apology tour. <laughs> I mean, he touched on that in the special mm -hmm. that I hadn't really even considered that angle is I have from watching TV, watching, you know, listening to music and what have you. I have heard per ratio. I have heard the N word like about a million more times than I've heard fat. Like, yeah. Mm. And I don't even think I think that might be going light. So it's like it's weird that you have you could you know it's fine to be able to use a word that is really detrimental and conjures up all kinds of bad imagery 
for one particular set of people and then it's okay to do that but then another word that indeed the, these people still face discrimination and violence and things of that nature it's it's not pleasant or rosy to be them either but like you know it's it's a double standards point yeah yeah it is and i mean to say they have i mean do they have a too much of a hold yeah mm-hmm. but 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 is it them or is it man i hate to say it, or is it the hardcore and i'm talking extreme left liberals that really are offended by everything listen dude they're not just ruining comedy they're ruining tv they're ruining movies they're ruining kind of a lot of things that we used to love to have fun with and laugh at and it 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 sucks in my opinion i mean we're losing some really good Dude, they want you to be offended by Animal House. They want you to be offended by American Pie. Good God, I hope they don't watch fucking the rest of the National Lampoon's movies. Um, I mean, I mean, I mean it's it's almost like a it's almost like a gift because you know you look at a Chappelle show. All right, it ran for like what thirty six, thirty seven episodes, right? And it ended not because people got tired of it, not because it got canceled ratings declined it ended because he basically felt like they were starting to turn him into a buffoon and more people were laughing at him instead of with him Mm. so he decided to walk away which i to this day i respect the hell out of that dude for that but i'm so happy that the show ended on such a high note because it would have been a damn shame if that show had to end you know amidst low ratings or people worse yet people getting offended by something he would have he would have went a, a joke too far and next thing you know he wouldn't apologize because Dave Chappelle strikes me as a guy that stands firm in his beliefs if he says something he means it and he's not going to go back and apologize for it which meant the show would have got can't it would have died a slow death mm. because they would have found a way to kill it all so as much as I wish the show had continued I'm glad that it ended in the era that it did and we can kind of like look back on it with fineness and look at it like it never fell from that perch you know what I mean? It never. We never got to see the decline. Right. And I'll tell you what. I think if that show aired now, everyone would be offended. <laughs> Holy it would, shit. It wouldn't make it past episode one, bro. <laughs> it might make it to three at the most. But, yeah, it just wouldn't have fucking happened right now. And uh, I don't know, man. There's Everyone is just caving to everything and... It's just a very strange time. And I think, like I said, I think we're opening a Pandora's box with a lot of this, you know, and Chappelle even jumps into this whole cancel culture and all this stuff because I don't see an end point. And, you know, if 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 words start to hurt people, then that's really a bad spot to be in right now. Dude, this is Demolition Man territory, Anthony. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, yeah, like uh, to Smart's point earlier, you know, about things being selective, you know, Uh, he went to uh, what was it? He went to standards and practices and, uh, you know, certain things that you can and cannot say on television. And uh, they gave him a whole spiel about, well, you can't say the F word. And what was the woman's name? Did he say he had a good relationship? I think think he said uh, her name was Renee. I think it was Renee. It was. It was. It was. You're right. Renee. Well, well, Renee, well, and Renee goes, 
well, Dave, you can't call people faggot because you're not gay. Well, Renee, I'm also not a nigga, but y'all let me say that all day. And like, it was funny and I laughed, but that was, that was accurate. If you go back and look at the Chappelle show, they let him drop N-bomb at the N-bomb, no bleep, no blip, no nothing. He even they even see the F start to form on his lips. B like come on, man. Dude. Where's the sensitive? I mean, you can't be sensitive to one community, but it's to disregard the other. They, I'm sorry. Yeah. That was bullshit. I'm sorry. They that, no that irritated the hell out of me. They had no problem letting <laughs> him let him go out there as a white supremacist, did they? No. <laughs> no. Hey, come on, man. <laughs> no. They had they, no like, problem. Like, they literally, they literally let him. They they had no problem with the lampooning of black culture, but what <laughs> one gay oh gay jokes is taking it too far, Dave. You got to, you got to tone that back. No fuck fuck you. Yeah, and I mean he None. he he gets into so many things in this movie that is well I'm, I, I guess you call it a movie. <laughs> he gets into so many things in this. I mean, listen, he starts off by making fun of Anthony Bourdain, the fact that he uh, yeah he yeah sure he committed suicide. And, you know, he he gets into the Constitution a little bit. He talks about the cancel culture. He makes fun of – dude, he literally makes fun of Michael Jackson for like six, seven, eight minutes, I think. He makes fun of R. Kelly. The standards and practice <laughs> – the standards and practices is awesome. Uh, he then makes fun of the uh, gay community or the alphabet people, as he calls them in this. <laughs> he goes into the Me Too movement. He – dude – he goes into abortion. How many comics can you say seriously go into abortion? Seriously. How many comics have you ever heard go into actual talk about abortion and make it funny? Have you ever? I don't think I've ever done I've ever heard it. No one? Okay. He gets oh, into mass shootings. He gets into school shootings. He gets into heroin addicted white people. I mean, it's just he and of course he gets into Juicy Smollett, <laughs> the, 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 the French actor from uh, Empire, and he gets into so many topics that are, you know, a, a lot of people labeled him immediately. Oh, th- this is immediately, this is definitely catering towards the the right. And Jesus Christ, D- David Chappelle is a white. He really is a white supremacist. He they seem to completely glossed over the part where he went to go get a shotgun to shoot white intruders in his yard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's yep. the thing. People, pe- people are selectively offended. People are offended by what they're offended. You know, they'll laugh at everything else. Ha ah, ah, ha! Oh, he said Michael Jackson. Oh, he laughed at gay people. Ha ah, Oh, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And, and, but and you know what, Bobby? I'm sorry to cut you off, but you made a good point earlier. Context is everything. Yeah. And they don't listen to the context. They just hear words. And if that word is one of those, you know, finger quote trigger words that 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 you've been trained to not hear, then holy shit, that's all you hear. You don't hear the context. You don't hear the joke. You don't hear the funny. You don't hear why he said it or if he said it to make the emphasis on something. All you hear is the word. Tunnel vision, bro. It's tunnel vision. And there's that there is no context anymore. No context. It doesn't matter what context you said it. If it's offensive, you're fucked. Yeah. Yep. 
That, uh, and again, th- th- this is all my opinion and my feelings, but, you know. He wasn't wearing a dress in the ad. He was wearing a very long T-shirt, which I didn't get either, Shaheen. I didn't get the whole jeans, shiny jeans and long T-shirt either. But anyway. No, that was, that was uh, I don't know. <laughs> looked like he was a little jacked. I guess that was like uh, Dave Chappelle going for that badass look because he had the shades on. I, I don't know. I don't know. But I, I, did find, I, I do think it's amazing he got Morgan Freeman to narrate his <laughs> – Trailer for Netflix. The, 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 that was the official Netflix trailer right off YouTube I played. So, dude, dude I, I swear. I mean, if there's a guy, I want Morgan Freeman to outlive me just so he could like speak at my funeral. <laughs> you know, you you know what I learned that um, there's actually a, a professional Morgan Freeman voice double for people who can't afford Morgan Freeman, but they want Morgan Freeman. Oh. There's a voice actor who ha- has been uh, signed off by Morgan Freeman. Dude sounds just like him, hmm. but if you if you can't pay that Morgan Freeman money, Morgan Freeman says, "Well, I got a guy." <laughs> you know, and, it's, and it, this is real. That's a fact. Yeah, wow. look it up. Morgan Freeman voice double. That is a real thing. Wow, that's oh, that's awesome, dude. If he that's... doesn't already, he should go by the name Morton Friedman. <laughs> <laughs> dude, that is a that is a cool, smooth ass move right there. Oh, you can't afford me? Well, I have this gentleman who you can't afford who sounds like me. Do you understand yeah. how pimp that is, dude? That's a pimp <laughs> move right there. I'm sorry. <laughs> it really is. He's pimping his voice out, dude. It's exactly what he's doing. So Let me ask you guys something real quick. Since we're on a Morgan Freeman voice. Okay. Who do you think has a better voice if you had to choose? Morgan Freeman or James Earl Jones? You're really making us choose this shit? Like really? Yeah, like 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 literally. If you had somebody like speak on your behalf, like who would you want narrating your life story? Oh man, different different styles, man. See, for me, I would say Morgan Freeman. I, I, it's probably just a simple simple matter of press uh, preference. I don't. I wouldn't say one is better than the other. I don't know, man. See, I would go J- James Earl Jones because he was Darth Vader, dude. He was Vader. Yeah. He was Vader. <laughs> so I don't know. Plus, he was in best of the uh, best of the best. I mean, come on. <laughs> Him, Eric Roberts. Come on, dude. Fucking yeah. great movie right there. Mm. He was in Conan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I like him. I like them both for different reasons. I mean, you got Morgan Freeman lean on me. Uh, James Earl Jones will forever be a legend for his role in Coming to America. <laughs> forever. <laughs> I'll be staying at the Waldorf Astoria. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See, he makes the most basic shit sound smooth as hell. So. <laughs> I know. All right. All right. So, so, Anthony, who would you pick? Uh, it's a close one, but I would I would probably go with Freeman. All right. Smart. Last one. Freeman. Man, I'm the only one that went with. Man, y'all dissing James Earl Jones like a motherfucker. What the fuck? Now, one that one that was not mentioned that I that I would actually choose above all others is Samuel L. Jackson. That's a motherfucking good choice, motherfucker. <laughs> and that's exactly why I would go with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> I want him speaking at my motherfucking funeral. Bobby motherfucking Anthem was a good motherfucking guy. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you the truth. Really, really, if I had a pick, I mean, I I I, I guess we're going with you know 
black guys here, and and he was still alive, I would love Bernie Mac to speak at my fucking funeral. Oh, yeah. oh that's a good one. Uh huh. Kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't scared of you, motherfucker. <laughs> here, lad, David. He wasn't scared of you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they call this motherfucker Box Man. <laughs> Anybody who didn't like him, fuck him. Fuck him up against the wall. <laughs> you know what? That? He was hung low. God damn it. Seriously. Seriously, every time I think of Bernie Mac's another one, I'm, I'm, I will miss him too. I I will always, man. He he way I man, I wish he had gone to the hospital. I just wish he had gone to the hospital, the stubborn motherfucker. Yeah, but I mean once again he's cut from that same cloth, man, of like very unapologetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like you think about it, he, he's one of the few guys, at least black comedians that I could think of off the top that made it to the top on his own mm-hmm. terms. Cause he never changed his style. He did. Hollywood adapted to his style. I mean he Altered it slightly, but he didn't really change his style if he really followed his career. You're right. You're right. He didn't. But he passed away before the this whole cancel culture came in. Dude, let me tell you who's another lucky motherfucker who actually and I'm not saying he's lucky because he's dead. But in this day, this day and age, could you imagine Patrice O'Neill still be doing comedy right now, dude? He'd be. He would still be doing his thing. Oh, oh, yeah. He would be. Forgive my fucking pun. Blacklisted, dude. I don't think so, man. <laughs> he he was an he was another one who would go out there purposely to offend people. Yeah. And I think he would not be still doing what he does. And there's another one, man. I would I wouldn't mind him speaking at my funeral either, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, when we say we gotta like you know you know when you say like purposely offend. That might, I mean, obviously, I agree with uh, Bobby's point about Dave Chappelle going out there specifically to offend people, like to kind of draw those people out. But also, I think it's also just to incite thought in people. Yeah. Like these are these yes. are things that we need to be talking about. It's not. Yeah. I don't think in the vein of a Dave Chappelle or even a Richard Pryor back in the day, they weren't intentionally going out there with the goal of let's see how many people I can piss off tonight. They were tra- they were trying to incite thought, like this is shit that we need to talk about. We need to, about, and they just put a humor. They put a humorous spin on it. I do feel like Chappelle did that this time around, though. I do feel, and it was necessary. I feel like he realized it was necessary to say, "Let me see how many people I piss off with this," and, and he did it with a reason and with a purpose, and that's why he named the damn thing "Sticks and Stones" in the first place. Right. And to 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 hold a mirror up to all of these dumbass fucking people who are doing exactly what he knew they were going to do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, now, I think, I think, um, I know that I know I already said it and I'm sorry for repeating myself, but I think it's, I think it's okay for people to be offended by things. I think there is nothing wrong for, for people to be offended by things. Of course. If we really think about it, every one of us on this call and everybody who's listening to this is has been or will be offended by something Mm -hmm. but the difference is i don't hopefully none of us are trying to rally up a fucking group of people to say this guy said something that upset me so we should all shut him down so that the people who enjoy him can no longer enjoy him yeah 
I mean, I mean, it is happening, but I mean, it, yeah, like I said, that's I mean, the sad it, thing. And 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 it, it is the whole cancel culture. It really is, and that's one thing he's he's kind of touching on. And but I mean, kind of like what we all said earlier, comedy is to push that envelope to go out there to. And and I said it earlier. This this needed to be done. People needed to take a look at themselves and. I think this really exposed a lot of exactly what, like like Bobby just said, this exposed a lot of what Dave thought would happen, I think. He didn't go to the left on this. He didn't go to the right. If you really listen to this, to what he was saying, he was basically telling us all to take a look at ourselves. And it starts with the first little, impre- I'm sorry, the second impression he did when he basically told the audience they're a bunch of whining, bitching motherfuckers. <laughs> yep. I swear, everybody in the crowd was uh, waiting for him to say Trump. And people, when... You could hear people in the crowd actually saying that. Yeah, you could. I listened to it again with headphones on, and I heard at least like three people say Trump. Well, I actually have a, a transcript here, and he did mutter kind of quietly, "Trump, Trump, who? Oh, who's Trump?" And then he just went along. He never said it again. Actually, he said, "Trump, who's that? Trump, Trump," and then he just kept going. Um, he, he, he never brought actual politics into this. I, I, right. not that I remember, but he didn't, I know he didn't No, but like, I, like I said, I, I'm looking at this, but people immediately said, because he made fun of, or made jokes about the trans community, the gay community, all those communities. Oh, well, he's immediately going to the right. He's, he, he he's definitely on the right side. I don't honestly know Dave Chappelle's political opinions, and to be honest with you, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know one... probably a very good reason for that. Yes, because I he's hate... a fucking comedian. Exactly. I don't care. And... Go ahead. In that bonus special thing that we were talking about at the beginning of the show, what he essentially said, he addressed why he doesn't talk about Trump, and in his words, what he said was that Trump's ideas and his speeches are bigger than him so he doesn't touch on him because all he's doing in his words are playing poor white people's greatest hits just kind of you know profiting off of or making your name or whatever off of the racism besides me sexism what have you you know all that stuff oh okay all right so he he... say that thought that trump had a decent chance of winning this coming election as he put it and this is where the joke part comes in because he says that you can't even fucking sniff people's hair on one side and the other side you can walk around grabbing pussies <laughs> All right, so so he's kind of a centrist. He's kind of in the middle. Is kind of what what, what I'm getting from this. Listen, you know what? what? I think it's stupid to go out there and take a side because you know what you're doing. And I've said this a, a, a ton of times, and I know I'm repeating myself, but you're dividing your audience, and it's the dumbest thing you can do. When you literally have Netflix paying you, I think it was sixty million dollars over a, a five-year period to do so some amount of specials. Why would you want to divide an audience? This this is going to divide his audience a little bit. But look at Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. One of the things they went after him for before, when this didn't work, when the whole thing where he re- he didn't want to go out and trash Trump in his show. The guy didn't want to divide his audience. What's wrong with that? 
What is wrong with not wanting to divide your audience? And, and why? And why should somebody? Why should somebody be expected or forced to talk about something they don't want to fucking talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, that's how and I to, see it. Yeah, and to me, it's just it comes down to uh, I don't want to say a lack of talent, but it's like cheap heat <laughs> to use a to use a wrestling term. You know. Trump is the easy target the same way Bush once upon a time was an easy target. Right. Sometimes you want if you want to separate yourself, go left when everybody else is going right. Like I mean how I mean how many different ways can you tell a joke about Trump being an idiot? Literally all you have to do if you're a comedian is play his last speech and not say a word. <laughs> and that's your material. That's your whole routine. I feel like every politician is an e- is an easy target because no yep. matter what, you're gonna find people who are gonna agree with you. You're gonna find people who disagree with you. So you're gonna you're going to find an audience, but you're also gonna piss some people. Basically, I'm just saying the same thing. Boxman said you, you you're splitting <laughs> your audience, exactly. and if you really if you're really dying to hear political humor, there's other sources for that. There's other fucking sources for that. That's not Chappelle's fucking thing. It's not Kevin Hart's thing. There's a bunch of other comedians. Political humor's not their thing. Mm -hmm. They just rather joke about other shit. And I don't see anything wrong with that. But once again, if, if, if you really despise a comic, or to me, any person, for their political opinions, you're part of the problem. You really are part of the problem, dude. Like I said, dude, I, I hear people le- losing family and friends over political opinions. And again, I'm, I'm not get, getting into which side. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what side. People are losing family and friends over political opinions, and I think it's absolutely way over the fucking line, in my opinion. This is not the way we should be. Uh, p- political opinions mean nothing, dude. Really, they don't in the long run, especially if you're losing family. Put it this way. If you're losing a friend over it, you, you, you didn't lose a friend. They weren't a friend. I'm sorry. It's just the way I feel. Family? Jesus Christ, dude. It's all you got, man. That's all you got is family. You shouldn't be losing family over political opinions. I'm sorry. Well, since, since we're talking about political opinions, and I'm kind of chomping at the bit to get into this, mm-hmm. I vote we get into the actual subject of this show. Because okay. I'm kind of eager to get into some of these clips. Okay, let's get into some of the clips okay. then. Let's do it. I started off with the, uh, I, I kind of told everybody what the clips, no, Smark wasn't here. I'm going to start off with the impressions that he did. Like I said, we're going to do this a little, little different tonight. We're not going to go through the whole thing. I'm just going to play some clips. We talked about the backlash. Now let's play some clips. Let's have some laughing. Let's have some fun. And let's uh, let's do this here. So let me get one thing. I got no volume. Let me do this. Hit play, and I'll go to the. F- Come on, it doesn't want to go to the first clip. That's okay. I can go sec. It's at right about here. Okay. So here's the first clip. Let's do this. So in that spirit tonight, I thought I'd start my show a little differently. Tonight I'm going to do something that I'm not particularly good at, but that I like to do. Tonight I'm going to try some impressions out. I only got two. All right, the first impression is kind of dumb, but I like it. This, this is my impression. You ready? This is my impression of the founding fathers of America when the Constitution was being written. You ready? Here it goes. Hurry up and finish that Constitution, nigger. I'm trying to get some sleep. 
It's not bad, right? All right, the next one. The next one's a little harder. I want to see if you can guess who it is I'm doing an impression of. All right, let me get in the character. You got to guess who it is, though. <clears throat> okay, here it goes. Uh, duh, hey, duh. If you do anything wrong in your life, duh, and I find out about it, I'm going to try to take everything away from you. And I don't care what I find out. Could be today, tomorrow, 15, 20 years from now. If I find out, you're fucking duh, finished. Who, who's that? That's you. That's what the audience sounds like to me. <laughs> That's why I don't be coming out doing comedy all the time, because y'all niggas is the worst motherfuckers I've ever tried to entertain in my fucking life. So there's the first one. <laughs> right. They loved it. They ate it the fuck up. They he basically did. told them, I hate you motherfuckers. And they like, yeah, hate us. <laughs> I love it. But I he told them. But you know what? He a good fucking point. Shit, I just lost mm -hmm. every clip that I was supposed to play. Um, uh, hit the wrong button. No big deal. I'll, I, 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 Like I said, I got subtitles on here. I'll figure them out. Um, but yeah, dude, he, and that's the meat of the whole thing right there. Mm -hmm. That is it. That is what exactly what he was talking about. The man is brilliant. He really is, man. <laughs> There's layers. There's there are layers to what the fuck he did that whole night. That man is so fucking brilliant. Really, dude. It, it really is brilliant what he did, man. <laughs> honestly. And I mean, but yeah, he, he literally just told the audience, "You are a bunch of whiny little bitching motherfuckers," and that's why I am not out here all the time. Doing this and, shit, it's you. I'm sorry. And and with that joke, he was like, it, it actually just dawned on me listening to it again for probably the fifth or sixth time. With that joke, what he was doing was, and I'm paraphrasing, he was basically saying, "You're going to go and complain and bitch about the shit that I'm doing." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what motherfuckers are doing. Yep. Exactly. He knew, man. He's he's playing with people like they're his fucking puppets. And yes, and and he's good at it, man. He really is, you know. And I said before, it's kind of, it's kind of old school, what he does and 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 what he's doing. He's really going back and digging into those old school, don't give a fuck, comedy roots. And I love it, man. Yeah. That's how it should be. That's how comedy's supposed to be, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. Mm -hmm. Definitely, I totally agree with that. <laughs> oh, so. oh, I wanted to point out another thing. Mm -hmm. the, his his first impression that he did there. Yeah, the critics seem to have ignored the fact that that joke was in no way catering to the right wing. What's so fucking ever? Mm -hmm. What so fucking ever? The critics who say that, oh, he's clearly leading toward the right, that, that joke right there proved that that was not the fucking case, but it went ignored. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier. People are selectively outraged. People are pissed off about what pisses them off. Right. Exactly. All the time. All the time, man. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, all right. Let me see if I can go ahead 
and play the next clip. Like I said, I just lost all the clips I was supposed to play, but I think I can remember most of them. So here's another one that I was definitely going to play. And this is where he gets a little bit into Kevin Hart and the the cancel culture a little bit on what's going on. And again, dude, all of this is just the meat to this whole thing. So here we go. Celebrity hunting season. Doesn't matter what I say, they're going to get everybody eventually. Like, look, I don't think I did anything wrong, but but we'll see. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> they even got poor Kevin Hart. Can you imagine such a thing? Kevin Hart, let me tell you something. It was, it was Kevin Hart's dream to host the Oscars. That's what he told me. And I remember when he told me, because I was thinking to myself, well, that's an awfully strange dream for an African-American. <laughs> kind of nigga dreams of hosting the Oscars. <laughs> Kevin did, that's who. And he did it. Against all the odds, Kevin became the most famous comedian this world has ever seen, and he got the job that only one black man performer had. He was going to host the 80th Oscars. And I don't know what you know about Kevin, but I know Kevin Hart is damn near perfect. As close to perfect as anybody I've ever seen. In fact, Kevin is precisely four tweets shy of being perfect. All right, can I pause it there real quick? This line is so brilliant. Four tweets of being perfect. Absolutely. And again, it, it, digging into the, the, the culture of people right now and the fact that no one can handle jokes, he's pointing it out once again. <laughs> pointing it out once again. Uh, Anthony, did you have something? No, I'm just going to say that throughout this whole special, I really felt like uh, Chappelle was channeling the late, great uh, George Carlin. Uh, like I said, Carlin once said, like anything can you can make a joke out of anything, literally anything. Mm-hmm. Rape, rape could be a joke. It's all on how you phrase it. It's all on how you word it. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, he kind of makes, dude, he makes jokes about sticking baby dicks in his ears. No one bitched about the baby dick joke, did they? <laughs> give it time. About, give it time. Give it time. <laughs> he's talking about cutting off baby dicks and sticking them in his ears. No one bitched. The pewter the shit out of this. Trust me. <laughs> no one give bitched. Some time. No one bitched about baby dicks. Anyway, let's uh, let's keep going with this clip. Uh, <laughs> Ten years ago, Kevin had made some very homophobic comments, and I'm not going to repeat what he said because this is Atlanta. You know what I mean. I'm sure there's a lot of gay men here tonight with their wives. <laughs> Far be it from me to offend anybody. All right, I'll tell you what he said. But just remember, these were not my words. These were Kevin's words. And it was a long time ago. And I'm paraphrasing because I'm not good at telling other people's jokes. Okay, Kevin said, 
that if his little son was demonstrating or, or, or exhibiting uh, homosexual behavior around the house, that he chastised him. He'd say, hey, that's gay. And then he said he would smash a dollhouse over that child's head. Ooh, the gay community was furious. And I don't blame them. I got a lot of gay friends. And all of them, 100% of them, all have told me fucking horror stories about the shit they had to go through just to be themselves. Crazy, crazy stories. And in all those stories, I got to say, not one of them has ever mentioned anything like their father smashing a fucking dollhouse over their head. <laughs> okay. And I'll, the, 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 I'll leave that one there. Um, obviously, he's saying that obviously this story was fucking ridiculous. And it was obviously a fucking joke. And people, dude, he's telling us to lighten the fuck up as a fucking society, in my opinion. That, that, that's what I'm thinking. Anyone else? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, because let's be honest. Amongst us, amongst people listening to the show right now, I'm sure people dig, dug hard enough into our backgrounds. They would find <laughs> some less than flattering things about us. So, I mean, the fact that you pull out something. First of all, who has that kind of fucking time to go back and somebody's a... Uh... Uh, Anthony? Anthony, where'd you go, buddy? Is everyone else, Smarky there? Any Smart? Bobby? Oh. You can never say the word. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. Like I said, my internet went out. Uh, modem's been doing that. I think we need to get a new modem. But uh, I'll work on that later. Don't worry about that. But uh, I completely... Where were we when we were talking? Anyone remember? Anyone? Anyone? No. Obviously uh, not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's time to move on. I was kind of well. I, I was kind of going off on on the whole Kevin Hart thing and how how ah. people are pissing me off. Kevin with Hart the complaints. There we go. On. That's it. Yeah, we there we go. We went off when we were talking about the Kevin Hart thing and all that. Now, Anthony, you brought up the standards and practices thing. I'm at that scene since I lost all the other scenes. I might as well go ahead and play it. We lost Anthony. Holy shit. We sure, we're getting canceled, son. I told you, dude. You're coming after us. Cancel culture is on our ass, bro. God damn it! All right, let's we'll uh, we'll we'll get Anthony. Oh, there we go. We got Anthony back. Anthony, there you are. All right, damn, now, we really did get canceled, huh? <laughs> 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 he was, fuck he was, yeah, fuck fuck fuck. That wasn't no internet, man. That was that was the guys telling us something. <laughs> He, he, he everybody get everybody getting pulled. <laughs> he, he wasn't even here and he heard that. Uh anyway, um Anthony, I'm at your little spot where the uh where the uh, pre- uh standards and practices there. So again, I lost all my uh all my shit, so I might as well go ahead and play that. So let's go ahead and play that. And uh we'll move let's on. Go. Here we go. So I had to go to standards and practices. They call me up. I don't know why they're calling me, but I like the lady that runs the department. She's usually really fair and was one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. So she sits me down. We have a nice conversation. She tells me, oh, the sketches are great. I go, oh, fantastic. Well, then then why am I here? She said, because, David, there's no way that you can ever say the word faggot on our network. I didn't know I did anything wrong. I didn't try to defend myself. I said, all right, fuck it. I'll take it out. Have a good afternoon. And as I was leaving, it occurred to me. Hey, hey, Renee, quick question. (laughs) It's just a question. Seriously, I want to know, like, why why is it? Why is it 
that, that I can say the word nigger with impunity. But I can't say the word faggot. And she said, because, David, you are not gay. I said, well, Renee, I'm not a nigger either. I mean, did, I mean, anybody detect any lies? Uh, no. Dave Chappelle, does, I don't know what it is, but he definitely has some balls when he just hey. doesn't give a fuck. Just doesn't That's what comedy is, man. It's what comedy I mean, used it, to it, be. It is. It's not even just about being funny. It's just about having balls, being fearless. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. I mean, like, I mean, he has a lot of the same qualities that the greats had. Prior, fearless. He, he you know, like I said, Pryor is like the best example that I can think of when I think about what true comedy is about. Bearing your soul on stage. Mm-hmm. Like, like when Pryor was on stage, you felt like there, there was nothing you could tear him down with because he would put it all out there. Right. There, there was there, there was nothing there was nothing he could hide. He hid behind nothing. Right. So before you could throw those sticks and stones, he already threw them at itself. Yep. He showed you all of his beauty and his ugliness, all of it together. I see what you did yeah. there before you could throw those yeah. sticks. I see what you did there, sticks yeah, and stones. Yeah, that was well that was played. Very yeah. good. Yeah, I try, I try to tie things in when I can. That was very good, sir. Um, so from that. We go into Dave talking about the the gay community right away. Uh, no, I'm not AJ Styles, but um, he does he he does get pretty deep into this. Again, I'm not gonna play the whole thing, but uh, here we go. A little bit of this. The truth. The rule is that no matter what you do in your artistic expression, you are never ever allowed to upset the alphabet people. You know who I mean. Those people that took 20% of the alphabet for themselves. I'd say the letters, but I don't want to conjure their anger. That's too late now. I'm talking about them L's and them B's and them G's and the T's. People be surprised. I have friends, all kinds of letters. Everybody loves me and I love everybody. I got friends who are L's, I got friends who are B's, and I got friends who are G's. But the T's hate my fucking guts. <laughs> and I don't blame them. It's not their fault, it's mine. I can't stop telling jokes about these things. I don't want to write these jokes, but I just can't stop. You know, you hear all those letters together all the time, LBGT, LBGT, and you think it's just one big movement. It's not. All those letters are their own movement. They just travel in the same car together. <laughs> all right. And from there, we actually hear the whole car story. Um, and again, if, if you haven't watched this, go on Netflix. That's where it is. All you got to do is just jump on there. Um, it is... It is really, you need to watch, because again, I'm not going to play the whole thing. I don't want to get fucking, I don't want to get canceled by Netflix or anything, but uh, definitely need to watch it. And again, context, 
Look at the context of these jokes. Is he literally just going out there and being homophobic or transphobic? No. He's making jokes. He he's and he's making fun of the stereotypes. Fun. Yes. Keyword. He wasn't even making he's not making fun of the people. He's making fun of the stereotypes of the people. Exactly. Fun. Fun. Keyword. Keyword, Bobby. Fun. It's supposed Context. to be fun. And that's an important word, you guys. We keep bringing up tonight. Context. Uh, the way he framed that there, it was clearly a joke. Now, where people would have a legitimate gripe against the guy is if he said, if he came out on stage and said, what up, you bunch of faggots, and then just right. moved on from that. That, to me, is offensive. Mm-hmm. But when you frame it in the context of a joke, and as Bobby said, you make fun of the stereotypes, you make fun of the people that have these preconceived notions of these groups, that's that's where the comedy comes in. That's where the talent comes in. But if you come out and just like, what was the joke? Um, I think it was either Martin or Eddie Murphy. Fuck shit, suck my dick. Good night, everybody. Eddie you can't, you can't, you, mm-hmm. yeah, it was Eddie Murphy. You can't just come out and do that and just expect the show. There's no talent to that. It's, it's dirty, it's, it's uh, explicit, yes, but there's jokes. There's a, there's a storytelling ability that you have to have to be able to, you know, put it all together and make it all make sense. Right. Exactly. Exactly, man. It really is. And, and, and once again, I, I'm, I'm glad Bobby said that. He is making fun of the stereotypes. And if you do go and listen to this and watch this and hear what he's saying, that's exactly what he's doing. That's what fucking comedians do. Exactly. Yep. It, uh, there you go. Smart's been all quiet back there lately. Yeah, um, yeah Smart, jump in. I know you got some opinions. Yeah, I got a couple of things I'll hit off real quick to go back to the whole thing about him not being as right wing as people might think. He said that he thought that the G's would be driving the car because white men can be G's. And if anybody knows the roads of oppression, discrimination, it's the people who built them. Ah. And then he went on to say that the T's, that they he defends them, which is he was saying before is often he's often they often give him the most or flack or what have you and he said that they're not even really doing anything wrong but they're still getting hatred within their own community because it kind of muddles things up a little bit you don't necessarily know how to handle them as cut and dry as you would somebody who is still identifies as a specific gender or what have you mm-hmm. it's a little bit more of a muddled situation And then he went on to say, you know, what would happen if he as a black man identified as a Chinese man? And the thing was, everybody lost their shit about that. The the left lost their shit about that. But his whole point was, imagine if you feel that way and people treat you like you're wrong, like you're doing something you're not supposed to, which is how some people from the right treated or are currently treating the T's that he's speaking of. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of defending him in a way in that regard, I think, personally. All right. I'll go with that. And you know, it's funny you bring up that because that is the exact segment that I'm going to play next, Mark. The segment where he talks about the T's and why they Excellent. hate him. A little bit of why they hate him. And here we go. Roll with it. And they make him get in and sit in between the B's and the T's. No, I'm a little further behind it, but here we go. I feel bad for T's, but they're so confusing. 
And it's not all my fault. I, I feel like they need to take some responsibility for my jokes. Because I didn't come up with this idea on my own. This idea that a person can be born in the wrong body. But they have to admit, that's a fucking hilarious predicament. It's really fucking funny. If it happened to me, you'd laugh, wouldn't you? That wouldn't be funny if it happened to me. I think it would be. What if, what if it did? What if, what, if I was, what if I was Chinese, but, but born in this nigga body? That's not funny. <laughs> and for the rest of my life, I had to go around making that face. Hey, everybody, I'm Chinese. And everyone get mad. Stop making that face. That's offensive. What? This is how I feel inside. <laughs> They're eating it up, dude. The crowd is fucking loving this. Absolutely loving what this guy is doing. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> and again, <coughs> they're loving what this fucking guy is doing. But again, he's he's making fun of himself here. And by the way, his wife is Asian, so don't fucking, you know, calm down, everybody. But again, and, and he even brings up the thing about the WNBA. Well... Why would they even have it if you women were good enough to be with the men, is what he was saying. But, again, he's just jokes. Calm down, everybody. They're jokes. Just jokes. So, all right. Who? Anyone else there? No, jokes. I mean, I think it's pretty much uh, self-explanatory at this point. Jokes. Lighten the fuck up, folks. Exactly, man. I'm actually trying to find the next... Uh, thing here i'm trying to find the kmart clip here where he goes into the kmart uh gun counter so give me a minute here y'all gotta talk about something real quick so let me ask you guys something what did you think about uh the flow of the show like the transitions because to me every great comedy special has good transitions you think uh dave transitioned well here go ahead bobby well i mean i don't i actually i didn't really think about it when i watched it but um I mean, he has he has clear segments. His jokes are clearly segmented. Um, I'm not going to say that the jokes didn't flow well. I thought it flowed okay, but uh, you can you can you can think of other uh, comedy acts that might flow a little more fluid. Mm-hmm. But I st- still I was able to enjoy. It didn't take me long to realize at least what I think it was that he was doing. I'm like, oh, okay, he's purposely pushing buttons, you know, for, for a good reason here. So in order for him to push those buttons like that, he had to go from this topic, like this really fucking heavy topic, to this other really fucking heavy topic, to this other really fucking heavy topic. So I didn't have a problem with it, you know, not flowing super smoothly from one joke to another. Yeah, because I mean, per, myself personally, I'm kind of like you, but I thought the whole thing was hilarious. Yeah. But I did, I did notice like it, it just felt kind of disjointed. Like he would just, like he would go from talking about Kevin Hart to like abortion, for example, and it's just like that's like a hard, that's like a hard left right there. Like, oh, ease your way into that, buddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I, that's, I, I'm, I'm not getting to that part, but that's after the part I'm going to play. Um, I'm actually getting to the uh, Louis C.K. part right now. In this video. Yeah. Um, and again, he's good friends with Louis C.K. 
And I love what he says about Louis C.K. because, listen, out of all the Me Too, Me Too movement, Louis was the only one that asked, is it okay if I masturbate in front of you? Right. Right. You know, I mean, look. Consent. They all talk about he had no consent. Yeah, he did. He right, had yeah. the consent, goddammit. Hey, 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 his penis asked for permission. You could almost say it was consensual. Uh, no, he literally asked these women, is it okay <laughs> if I masturbate in front of you? And they were like, uh, okay, go ahead. So here we go. We oh, talked a little bit about the Me Too movement here. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. I just, I got a fucking Me Too headache. Y'all is killing me right now. It's really fucking tough to watch what's going on. You know, ladies, I said it in my last special. I got in a lot of trouble for this. I told you you were right. But the way you're going about it is not going to work. But I'm biased. I said it. Louis C.K. was a very good friend of mine before he died in that terrible masturbation accident. <laughs> and it was his room. You read the story. He was masturbating in his own room. That's where he's supposed to masturbate. And then he said, hey, everybody, I'm going to pull my dick out. Nobody ran for the door or nothing like that. They all just kind of hung out like, I wonder if this guy is serious. And he came on his own stomach. There it is. What is the threat? Have any women ever seen a guy that just came on his own stomach? This is the least threatening motherfucker the earth has ever seen. All you see is shame in their face and cum dripping down like pancake butter. He didn't do anything that you can call the police for. I dare to try. Call the police on him. Hello, police. Yes, I am. I am on the other line with comedian Louis C.K. And I think that he is masturbating while I'm on the phone. You know what the police are going to say in Atlanta? Well, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> As he's jerking off himself. Uh, <laughs> dude, I, I really feel Louis C.K. is one of the guys that got a really shitty deal in the he really did he yeah out of everybody in the me too yeah. movement i think he got the shittiest deal because he him, got him really and, fucked him and Aziz. Up. yeah him too you're right i agree i agree with that but i don't know it's just absolutely insane <laughs> that it we used to be innocent until proven guilty now we're guilty until a bunch of crazy people think you're innocent. And look, and, and, and that, but that's what happens when you get like that mob mentality. Context goes out the window. Judging things on a case by case basis goes out the window. Like every, you know, like I said, everybody, like once the Bill Cosby shit hit the, hit the fan, all of a sudden everybody's, anybody that is a uh, fucking accused of looking at a woman sideways, oh, got to be a pet, got to be a rapist. And waiting, got to be a rapist in training, got to be a pedophile, got to have something. I mean, lighten up, like do some research. What happened to judging people on a case by case basis? Everybody's uh, not uh, Harvey Weinstein or Bill Cosby or this one or that one. You got to learn how to look deeper into the situation. You can't paint everybody with the same brush. And that's what happens with that's what happens with this mob like mentality. Mm -hmm. Everybody gets thrown under the bus, and especially if you got like. <laughs> a crazy white winger right winger that wants to kind of like bring somebody down they want to feel like they are fighting for a cause mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, Every time. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, he, and again, we're talking about the transitions that he goes through, or we were talking about the transitions that he goes through. And again, he goes right from that, right into abortion, right into abortion. And uh, I'll go ahead and play this right now. Fuck is your agenda, ladies? Is, is sexism dead? No. In fact, the opposite happened. I said it was going to get worse, and they said I was tone deaf. But eight states, including your state, have passed the most stringent anti-abortion laws this nation has seen since Roe v. Wade. I, I told you. I'll be real with you, and I know nobody gives a fuck what I think anyway. Uh, I'm not for abortion. Oh, shut up, nigga. I'm not for it, but I'm not against it either. It all depends on who I get pregnant. I don't care, I'll tell you right now, I don't care what your religious beliefs are or anything. If you have a dick, you need to shut the fuck up on this one. Seriously. This is theirs. The right to choose is their unequivocal right. Not only do I believe they have the right to choose, I believe that they shouldn't have to consult anybody except for a physician about how they exercise that right. Gentlemen, that is fair. And ladies, to be fair to us, I also believe if you decide to have the baby, a man should not have to pay. That's fair. If you can kill this motherfucker, I can at least abandon him. <laughs> it's my money, my choice. All right. <laughs> Dude, again. Bro, that was hilarious. Tell me another comedian that has done abortion jokes and the crowd is loving it and not booing him, not being a... I, just absolutely, we've said the word brilliant, and this man is a brilliant comic. Brilliant. If you really can get past the let me watch this to find what I'm offended about attitude. No, but if you look how he set that up, though, he was smooth about it. He he butted him up oh, yeah. and, and, went, and then went for the jugular. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? If he had went for the jugular without that, ladies, it's your body, your choice. If he hadn't said that, it might have been a different reaction. He, he knew what he was doing with that one. He, he you know, he politicked that joke a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And this is this is what you'll notice if you go back and listen again. I'm not saying play it again because you know we don't want this we don't want this show to be a 24 hour show. But <laughs> he he definitely pulled the women in and, and he buttered them up, told them exactly what they wanted to hear, and the men were quiet during that part because the men knew that they had to go home with these women and they would have been decapitated. But on the other side of that, when he pulled it back around and said what the women didn't want to hear and the men applauded and the women were quiet because they, they knew that he fucking got them. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was brilliant. That's hey. why you didn't hear anybody booing because 
He played it so fucking perfectly. He did. He played it completely fucking safe. He went, he, he, he appeased one side and then he made a joke about the other. And that's, again, dude, he's just, he really has some brilliant fucking shit going on, dude. The, 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 this guy is an absolute comic genius when you really get into yeah. it. Um, now, he gets into some sc- uh, a little bit of school shooting talk here. Um, and I think it's funny when he tells the crowd, listen, if you're white, you're probably raising a school shooter. We just don't know which one it is. Um, that, that was fucking hilarious. But then he kind of goes from there and he's talking about guns. And and again, he's touching on a lot of very political subjects, but he's trying not to make them co- completely political. You know what I mean? So this is where I'm going to get into. Again, he's talking about guns, and uh, he tells everyone what he thinks will solve the problem of guns. Here we go. There's only one thing that's going to save this country from itself. Same thing that always saves this country from itself. And that is African-Americans. Right. And I know the question that a lot of y'all have in your minds is, should we do it? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, we should do it. Listen, no matter what they say or how they make you feel, remember, this is your country too. It is incumbent upon us to save our country. And you know what we have to do. This is a fucking election year. We got to be serious. Every able-bodied African-American must register for a legal firearm. That's the only way they'll change the law. <laughs> All right. I got to ask. Anthony, Bobby, what did y'all think he was going to say? <laughs> <clears throat> I'll let Bobby take the floor on this one first. <laughs> <clears throat> he was clearly going towards the whole voting thing. That was a yeah. That was a good little swerve. Definitely, that was a good little swerve. Definitely, and I, I love how he kind of worked the crowd here because they they thought he was going to go completely different. Like everyone needs to go out and just vote. He's like, nope. Everyone needs to register a firearm. <laughs> oh God! Again, dude, right. more just brilliance out of him. Where he, again, he's he's really appeasing both sides in this joke, if you think about it. That's really what he's doing. He's appeasing both sides. And he does this throughout the whole thing, which is why I'm still baffled on why they're like, oh, he's completely catering to the right on this context. Bobby well, said because it. Because people zero in on what they are personally offended by. Right. Again, Bobby, you said it, context. It's all about context. And they're not listening <laughs> to why he said it, how he said it, the reason he said it. The, the, or even what he said before that would bring him to why he said what he said. You know the funniest part? Yeah. The people that are the most offended, I guarantee you they saw they saw a two minute clip on the internet 
and based their whole argument on that two minute clip. They didn't want to go further. I would even go a little further and say that a lot of the people who are criticizing it probably didn't even see it. They're just taking other people's word for it. That's a thing that happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to actually touch on that real quick. Bobby mentioned of, of the people that got done wrong by the Me Too thing. Aziz. I don't know if any of you guys have you guys seen uh, his new stand-up special, Aziz, uh, called Right Now, I believe. It's on Netflix as well. Uh, no. Mm, no. <laughs> okay, so for those who didn't, he did a joke where he talked about there was an incident with, I believe it was Domino's. They sent somebody a pizza, and when the person received their pizza, they opened it up. And the pepperoni, it was a, just a pepperoni pizza, but the pepperonis were arranged in a swastika formation. And it was causing a lot of uproar on the internet. And he he asked the fans, he said, you know, everybody that's seen the photo, whatever, you know, how many of you thought it did look like a swastika? And a third of the audience cheered. And he asked him how many, you know, didn't think it looked like a swastika. How many of y'all think it just looked like a regular pizza? A third of the audience responded to that. And then there was another third that didn't say anything. Well, what he said was, in his opinion, what it looked like to him was that he made it up. That never happened, and yet still two-thirds of the audience responded to something that never existed, and the other third was trying to figure out how they managed to miss that controversy. So that's where we are today, where it's like, you got people who are commenting that don't take any time to read anything or watch anything. They get a headline from a usually a biased location anyway, and that just kind of forms biases or notions that they already have going into the situation in the first place. Right. Uh, like put, put, put it to you like this. If you came across a, art, a headline, Dave Chappelle mocks abortion. No, he didn't. He was very much uh, pro-choice. Right. In that situation, right? Mm-hmm. But if you go, like I said, people, like to Smart's point, they'll see a headline and they won't bother reading the article. And forming, formulating an intelligent, informed opinion. Right. And that's and, where we're at right now. Right. And if you think about it, he also said in that part, it depends on who I get pregnant. And he also said, I don't really believe in it, but I don't really not believe in it. Which means if his wife gets pregnant, he probably wouldn't have wanted to have an abortion. But he understands why women do get abortions. So, again, appeasing both sides on a lot of his things in here. But again, no one wants to pick on that. They want to go right for the, oh, this offends me. Yeah. yeah. If it's his wife, yeah, I'm pretty sure he wouldn't be pro-abortion. If it's a, it's a, if it's a random chick that he came across one day, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he I got a he right to choose. Yeah, we, basically <laughs> well, he's saying I feel like that. that didn't even, I feel like that wasn't even the point that he was making. <laughs> not, not completely, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just making... My point, not his yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the next clip I want to get to is after he, uh, he Anthony mentioned it before that he talks about, I think it was Anthony that mentioned it before, that talks about a, a, a some really heroined out white guys on his property. And uh, this is where he talks a little bit about gun control and things like that. And um, he goes to Kmart to buy a gun. And I don't Anybody got a Kmart near them? Um, I used to, uh, but it's uh, going to be closing down by the end of this year. Oh, shit. Yeah. I've, uh... I, 
I think there might still, well, you know, I'm in Ohio, so I think there might actually still be at least one somewhere around here. Oh, well, you're in Chappelle territory, man. Yeah. You might be going to the same Walmart as Dave. <laughs> well, I'm not that close. To <laughs> oh, all right. All right. Smart, you got a Walmart around there? Or a, uh, I'm sorry, Kmart? The nearest Kmart to me closed a couple years ago, and it made me laugh because I used to sell breathalyzers. And I was disappointed that I never bought one because I went to go for high school. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nearest Kmart to me is a hundred and some miles away, so none around here either. But Dave goes to Kmart, and this is where he, the, this part is hilarious, where he talks to the the guy at the counter, and here we go. Remember, I was nervous because a guy was on my property. I'm black, and I was sweaty. You know what I mean? And I ran to the gun counter, black and sweaty, sweating and black. And I looked up at the nigga. I was like, I look like a slave or something. I said, I need a gun immediately, like that, just like that. The guy didn't answer, no questions. He just grabbed a 12 gauge shotgun, handed it to me. I never even held a gun before. I'm not a dummy. Though. I'm like, well, I need, some, I need some bullets too. And the guy reached on the counter, put two box shells on the counter. He said, "All right, buddy, which box do you want?" And I didn't know. One box had pictures of some ducks on it. The other box had pictures of some deer. I said, "Well, what's that box with them ducks?" He said, "Oh, that there's bird shot." And then he goes, just like this, I'm not exaggerating, he goes, that won't kill a man. <laughs> he said, it'll just pepper him up nicely. I said, what the fuck? Pepper? <laughs> you know what it means to pepper a motherfucker up? It means that when the shell explodes, hot BBs will shoot out of the barrel of the gun, not killing a motherfucker, but penetrating their skin and shallow flesh. Boy, that's gotta hurt. Hot BBs? <laughs> Remember when Dick Cheney shot a motherfucker in the face and he lived? That was birdshot. I said, well, what's that box with the deer on it? He goes, oh, that there's buckshot. That'll put a hole in the goddamn truck if you wanted to. <laughs> So which box do you want? And he picked the one with the deer up and shook it. I thought he was trying to trick me. I was like, do you have a box uh, with a picture of a white dude trespassing on it? Because it's exactly the strength I'm looking for. But I didn't know that if you're defending your home with a shotgun, the formula dictates that you're supposed to buy both boxes. This was not a formula that I was familiar with. It goes like this. The six shots in a 12-gauge shotgun, so when you load the gun, you load it like this. First shot, bird shot. Next shot, buckshot. Bird shot, and then after that, gun's Jamaican. Buckshot, buckshot, buckshot. <laughs> the gun's Jamaican. <laughs> buckshot. Um, you know, oh, I hate to say this, but in Ohio, I could see this really happening, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> I could see it happening in Texas, too, to be honest with you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you can walk into Kmart and buy a shotgun. It ain't, it, it, it's, it's because it's harder to conceal a shotgun. 
It really is. That's one of the reasons that they say you can buy rifles and uh, shotguns and things like that at uh, Kmart, Walmart, not anymore. Walmart stopped selling, is going to stop selling them. Um, actually, like they announced it the other day that they're going to stop selling ammunition and guns. So, yeah, it's just, uh, there it is, man. But yeah, this is, a, this is just another great fucking story, though. And, uh, he goes from here and he talks about actually someone coming into his house. And it's, a uh, the, the best part of that scene is the heroin scream. <laughs> which I'm gonna, I'm not even going to ruin it for you. I'm going to let you listen to it your damn self. But uh yeah, I just I just thought it was hilarious that he's like I'm black and I'm sweating and I I look like a goddamn slave. And he's just <laughs> running in there. Oh shit, it's just a brilliance of him again. He's appeasing both sides on this. He's making fun of the redneck, he's saying he can buy a gun. He's really shitting on both sides of the of, of of everything on this, and I just, you know, we've used uh, again, we've used the word brilliant a hundred fucking times tonight, but the guy really is brilliant when it comes to doing this shit. Really is a brilliant fucking comic, and I'm uh, sitting here looking for the oh, here we go, the Jesse Smollett. There we go. That was the next thing I wanted to get into, and here we go. I mean, I'm trying to find the exact part. Here we go. Right here. Here we go. Why is your dick out? <laughs> I'm a little before it. But, uh... <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> that was very fitting. I should pull that for a clip. <laughs> Why is your dick out? Just afraid of being attacked. Here we go. It happens to the best of us. Don't ever forget what happened to that French actor. You know what I'm talking about? Juicy Smouillet. He's a very French... Very famous French actor. <laughs> Y'all never heard of Juicy Smouillet? Juicy Smouillet is an actor from France. And, and he became famous on a show called Empire. One night, he was in Chicago late at night and was the victim. <laughs> all right, well, we all know who he's talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. All of us here. Juicy, uh, Juicy Smollett. Juicy Smollett. Jesse Smollett um, <laughs> is who he's talking about, obviously, from <laughs> Empire. And the whole, I don't, I don't even know what to call it. Um, hoax, what I should call it. It's kind of been proven to be a hoax, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Am I going to get in trouble yeah. for saying that? Uh, the whole hoax well, is pulling it's here. It's not a legend. <laughs> no, and, and you know what? A... And uh, just to do my usual somehow tie-in here, I'm sitting there the other night, and I'm watching NYPD Blue, right? And I'm in the middle of season four. I forget what episode it is. And I see a name pop up. Justice Smollett. Oh, shit. And it's spelled almost like Jussie. You know what I mean? It's got that strange spelling. And I'm like, give me my phone for a minute. <laughs> All right? So I grab my phone. <laughs> it is his sister. Wow. Yes, and she plays a very young 
young girl on this episode, and it is actually his sister. So there's my NYPD Blue tie-in for this show. That, that counts as a tie-in. How do you like that, Anthony? There you go. Awesome. I found fucking a awesome, way. Awesome, bro. Yep, I found a you way know, to do it. On the fucking live action special, you bastard. That's you impressive. Find That's, That's it. impressive. Seriously. I figured out a way to do it, but yes, his sister is in an episode of NYPD Blue, but uh, I wanted to fit that in, and this 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 clip is a little bit long because it's goddamn fucking hilarious. Um, I was a little shocked that he did this because a lot of comedians haven't had the balls to go in on the Jesse Smollett thing because number one, it's still ongoing. If you if you don't know, it's still kind of ongoing. Some people are still trying to get him prosecuted in that case. His lawyer is doing everything everything she can not to. So it's still an ongoing case, but uh, no one's really had the the ball. No, no comedian I know of has had the really had the balls to come in and tackle this thing. Well, well, if anybody was to do it, it would it's, it's Dave Chappelle, the right guy. Definitely. So. And here we go. He was the victim of a, a racist and homophobic attack. You see, Juicy Smouye is. Gay and he is black, not just French. <laughs> oh, it was a crazy story. Apparently, when he's walking down the street late at night, two white men came out of the shadows uh, with MAGA hats on and beat him up. Tied a rope around his neck, called him all kinds of niggas and, and put some bleach on him and ran off into the night. <laughs> this shit was like international news and everybody was furious especially in Hollywood it's all over everybody's Twitter feed and Instagram page justice for juicy and all this shit <laughs> the whole country was up in arms it was talking about it all the time on the news and and for some reason uh, African Americans we were like oddly quiet We were so quiet about the shit that the gay community started accusing African-American community of being homophobic for not supporting him. What they didn't understand is that we were supporting him with our silence. <laughs> because we understood that this nigga was clearly lying. None of these details added up at all. He said he's walking down the street in Chicago and, and uh, white dudes come up to him and say, hey man, aren't you that faggot nigger from Empire? The uh, uh, fuck? Does that sound like how white people talk? I know white people. They don't talk like that. Are you that faggot nigger from Empire? They would never say that. It sounds like something that I would say. If you're a racist and homophobic, you're not even gonna know who this nigga is. You can't watch Empire. <laughs> All right, we'll pause it there for a minute. He's got a point there, you know. <laughs> yeah. You're not watching Empire if you're a fucking racist, homophobic. No, you're not. You're watching <laughs> Friends. Reruns of Friends is what you're watching, right? Hell, hell. Friends was off the air for like five years before I knew who half of them people were. 
Yeah, but friend, yeah, yeah, but friends, friend is on Empire or uh, Netflix. So you, 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 oh no, it's on Hulu now, isn't it? One of those two. I don't know. I, I think I think it's still on Netflix. I think it's until still like the end of the year or something. No, I can say as a person that lives in Tennessee, the show that you're looking for is Last Man Standing. Ah, there you go, Last Man Tim, Standing. Tim, Tim, Tim Allen's fucking show. That's right. Yeah, reruns are yeah, 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 yeah. I got a couple bones to pick with Tim Allen. And I'm a, I was a Tim Allen fan up until recently. Uh-oh. Damn. <laughs> and, and by the way, Friends is on that new is going to be on that new TNT network we talked about on the wrestling show. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, they bought the rights to it. Uh not, what's your problem with Tim Allen? Uh I'm he, trying to remember the um the context, but I I know what it was. Uh basically he uh Felt like he should be allowed to use the uh, the N word in the context of a joke, and then like I, I don't know, man. It's just like he just started throwing a word around, and then eh, I just didn't I didn't care for that personally. I don't remember that, honestly. Uh, matter of fact, I'm gonna see if I can pull up the article. All right, there you go. I want I want to I quote him directly. There you go. And as yeah. you're doing that, a lot of comedians. I'm sorry, but just mm-hmm. real quick, you guys know my views on the word. I've brought it up before, but a lot of comedians use the word. A lot of rappers use the word. Everybody knows I'm the hip-hop guy. Personally, I don't like the word at all when it's spoken by anybody, regardless of, of race. I cringe every time I hear it, you know. But I also understand that from a comedian, uh, a joke is a joke. Like, you know, I don't I don't have to like it, but I also don't have to be outraged by it and and try to start a fucking movement to block a payday for somebody because they're saying something I don't like. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, look, Mel Brooks used it in his movies. Quentin Tarantino still uses the word today in his movies. All the every single one of his movies. Exactly. So, I mean, look, again, Bobby Brink has made this point a hundred fucking times tonight. In context... Everything should have situation by situation. Everything should be allowed. Oh, but there's no. I actually found it, Box. Oh, go ahead. So basically, I I, now now I remember the context. So basically, this was an interview he had conducted back in 2013, and it resurfaced earlier this year. Ah. So let me see if I can find it. Of course, we're going back. Of course. Yeah, so it actually ties in. So Tim Allen's comments in an old interview are coming back to bite him. The Last Man Standing Star is a subject of newfound online criticism after comments he made in a 2013 interview with the Tampa Bay Times Resurface. See, everything happens in fucking Florida, Pops. Jesus. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck Florida, bro. Jesus. Uh, specifically, his opinion that he should be able to say the N-word as much as he likes. Yeah, that, yeah that's what it was that set me off. <laughs> if, I, if I have no intent, if I show no intent, if I clearly am to... If I am clearly not a racist, then how can nigger be bad coming out of my mouth, Alan asked. The comic who claimed to use the word regularly in his stand-up at the time added that the phrase, the N-word, is worse to me than, well, nigger. The comments, the comments resurfaced online Thursday bring a new wave of backlash against the actors, against the actor for his comments. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with him. Not, I don't agree with him at all. That's, I mean, I, like, like I said, I, I, I got what he was saying, but just the fact that he kind of like was kind of threw it out there, can, you know, I can say it as many times as I want, you know, that that, that kind of like, and that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. 
Okay, since we're talking about social taboos and words you can and cannot say, I would I would like to pick you guys' brain for a minute. Now, I've had I've grown up in a pretty diverse neighborhood, diverse schools and whatnot, and I've made friends of all kinds of races and whatnot, and I have a lot of black friends, which means I cannot be racist. So what I'm about to say is improbable. <laughs> Oop. Oop, hold on, but, hold on. I hit the wrong button. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> the point is, is that after a while, there are certain certain black people will give you permission, quote unquote, to use the word. What I think, I have a theory about this. I feel like this is like like a kung fu movie. It's like the final test. Because if you actually take them up on it, you just prove that you were like a spy all along. Whereas like you failed. You were a piece of shit this entire time. Cedric the Entertainer had a whole had a whole bit on that. On his short lived uh variety show that he had on Fox uh years ago. It was, it was pretty funny. I remember I that a little I've been trying to find it on. It was a very short-lived show, man. The show was only what one season, maybe, and I don't even know if it lasted a full. But yeah, yeah he had, yeah, he had a know. whole he had a whole bit on that. Whereas a group of black dudes and they had the one white friend, and they were like, you know, they pulled, pulled you know, they were like, uh, hey, man, we've been discussing it. You know, you've been kicking it with us for a long time. We think you're really cool. We think it's okay for you to say it. <laughs> and he's like, really? I can say it? They're like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I had to say it. So he just geared up. He's like, and then they just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> they just beat him brutally. <laughs> they came back the next scene like, look, man, I'm sorry. We felt really bad for beating the shit out you like that. You know, it was just, you know, it was a knee-jerk reaction. We're just not used to hearing you say it, so I, I'm sorry. So, uh, you know, just as a reward, we're going to let you go ahead and say it again. He's like, really? <laughs> and, 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 just, and just to me, I think that whole, like, if somebody's really your friend, if they quote unquote give you a pass, they should also, if they're a real friend, kind of educate you to the to the from this standpoint. When you come when you bring them around other po- folks, they may not necessarily be on board with that whole. Well, he he's with me, so he got he got carte blanche to say whatever he want. No, no, no. You got to kind of like know your surroundings, and in mm-hmm. situations like that, I am I. As far, no, 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 I'm sorry, because I, I was cutting you off. But as far as the whole permission thing goes, as far as giving a pass, honestly, dude, anybody can say anything that they want to say. Nobody needs permission to say anything that they want to say, as long as you're willing to accept whatever consequences may come of it. <laughs> you know? yeah, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you say certain things around the wrong people. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. use the word. You you guys have never heard me use the word. I don't even I don't even quote it. You know? Like if I'm quoting somebody who says it, I won't even use because that's just me. Everybody's an individual. Some people don't give a fuck at all. Some people are totally okay with it. It's an individual thing. It's it never comes down to a thing where like I've had people come to me like, well, I have black friends and they said it's okay for me to use it. I'm like, well, it's not okay to use it with me. Like, don't call me that shit. <laughs> like, don't feel like that's okay. Like, no one person speaks for an entire group of people. You know, nobody speaks for me but me. Nobody fucking represents me, and I don't represent anybody. I don't represent any group of anybody. I represent myself. So I can't. I can't 
grant or revoke anybody's permission to do or say anything. Yeah. Yeah. I can't disagree with that. That's that's how everyone should be though. It should be yeah. up to you what you're what you're offended by, what you're not. I don't know. And I and I also want to point out Weaves in the chat. You missed a prime opportunity to, uh, to fuck around with Box right there <laughs> during this whole discussion. Like, <laughs> listen, the, 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 there, there's a Box reason you quiet over there. Like, yeah, there's a reason I'm playing some of these clips and I'm not talking about them. All right, that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> right, he's been pitching us like, yeah. What do you guys think of this? <laughs> so, yeah, please, if, if you hear anything you don't like, folks. Blame the two black guys because I ain't say nothing. I'm just the host. I'm, yeah. I'm just guiding the train right here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just directing this shit right now. <laughs> there you go. I'm the I mean, wizard right now. Right. <laughs> you won't ever be me. Word, sir. Listen, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm not asking for no permission. Is all I'm saying. I don't, I don't need permission for anything. All right. <laughs> Maybe we should avoid the word wizard after a long like, racial discussion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's grand of you. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> oh god. Um I mean we passed it real quick. I, I did I did want to mention it's just because it was funny. Um did you guys um do you guys remember the R. Kelly bit? Because I'll be honest, that was one of my favorite bits of the whole thing. Yes. I do remember the R. Kelly bit. That was great. <laughs> Yeah, he probably did it. He probably you know, did it. No, um, dude. And, and Bobby will appreciate this one. He compared him. To, he he said he's the DJ Cal of the sex tapes. Another one. <laughs> Another one. <laughs> he, said, he said, "Look, the last one was so bad they ain't even show." <laughs> and like, no, but seriously though, remember when they came out with that uh, Sur- Surviving R. Kelly special, and they dug up everybody they could find. Uh. Uh-huh. I loved how he pointed out that the whole reason he turned it down is, I don't know to do. Right. I have no personal connection. So what are you going to ask me? I never saw him. I, I didn't know. Him. I'm just, I just made jokes about the man, but I don't have any type of personal connection with him to be on a special like this. Speak. So he made a joke of it, but he was pointing out like, that's why y'all was just looking for people to sit, shit on a guy. Yeah. Like I said, he pointed out that, yeah, he might be deserving, but I didn't, I don't know him personally to say, he did some fucked up shit or he didn't do some fucked up shit. So I'm out of it. That was another, that was another fucking brilliant move on his point. I know we're using that word a lot, but mm-hmm. it's just, it, it just fits. But, that was brilliant because yes. that was basically him saying, you people need to shut the fuck up about shit that you're not involved with. Right. And, he, and, and he also pointed out that the mainstream media flipped it that he said it was too hot for TV and he wouldn't be on the video because it was just too ooh, too controversial so eh, once again he's appeasing both sides with, with what he's doing and he's joking about both sides again trying trying not to split his audience but he says those those key trigger words for people but um I guess we can get back to the uh, Juicy Smollett uh, thing here. And uh, the, the, one of the funniest parts is when he's – he's uh, and I, I, I had to play this just because of Dave Chappelle and his mannerisms and everything. And not even his mannerisms, but just the way he delivers this uh, 
where Jesse was telling the cops what was going on. And here we go. Yeah. Black people never feel sorry for the police, but this time we even felt sorry for the police. Can you imagine if you was a police veteran taking this kid's police report? Okay, Mr. Smoulier, please tell me what happened. Smoulier. All right. You're 2 a.m. He left the house at 2 a.m. It's minus 16 degrees. And... All right. You were walking. You were walking. All right. And, and where were you going? Subway. Sandwiches? That's when the men approach you? Did you see them? Do you have any? Okay, what, what do they have on? MAGA hats! MAGA hats on in Chicago? Excuse me one second, Mr. Smoulier. Frank, come here for a second. Find out where Kanye West was last night. Okay. Even got a jab in at Kanye West there, saying the only person in Chicago <laughs> that would be wearing a MAGA hat would be Kanye fucking right. West. Uh, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, 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 to go in and make, because, like I said, first of all, it's an ongoing thing. There's still things going on, which I'm sure he couldn't have predicted that, but it's fucking... It, it's it's just ballsy to go in on some of these political things that are just sensitive topics with with both sides. I would say, yeah, yeah. It it, it it's ballsy, man, and I love it. I love the balls that that, that he just. It, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go out there and say what I want when I want. And if you're offended, fuck you. Again, that's what comics used to be. Comedians used to be that way. Yeah, and I might have read can, the whole can, thing. Can I, can I... Oh, go ahead, Bobby. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. Can talk. I'm sorry. I just don't want to go too much farther without. Um... Smart, are we just going to just glaze over the fact that Boxman just said, I love the balls? I'm oh, just going to okay. let that go like that didn't just happen. Uh, Shaheen didn't let it go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> if Shaheen was on right now, he'd be like, pause. <laughs> he don't let shit get by you. He don't let shit get by him. <laughs> just... All right, all right. I will pull. I will. I will pull that. I will pull that for a clip to make fun of myself. Okay. <laughs> Y'all remind me. I will pull it and I will play it. I will play it. I will put it in as part of the soundboard. All right. Well, just go back to earlier, real quick. Why is your dick out? I gotta pull that clip too. Why is your dick yeah. out? Oh shit! It's all right. I own this video now. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, I was just gonna say real quick. Um, <laughs> since we talking, since we talking about balls, uh, Jesse Schmollett. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I might be looking t- too deep into it, but am I? estimation him shitting on jesse the way he was i mean jesse whatever however you say his name <laughs> that was almost him juicy. taking up arms juicy it was juicy, juicy. juicy. <laughs> no i i think honestly that was kind of him standing up for uh you know the uh gay community a little bit because to me like that was that that to me is the most offensive thing you could do you know as a gay as a gay male you thinking like you, you're basically making light of something that your people have to go through a lot on a continual basis, and you basically made a mockery of it. 
with that with that false police report. You know, come on, that 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 whole situation was fucked up on a lot of levels. Uh, I think the fact that he got away with the whole situation is more fucked up, but that's my opinion. I'm a little on the different side than probably I don't know I don't know about Smart's Smart's opinion on it, but the fact that he got away with it really kind of pissed everyone off because he spit in the face of both sides, in my opinion, dude. He really did. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and I I agree with that. But god damn, dude, just but uh, but again, it's still ongoing because everyone's still looking to see what happened. And dude, d- you're breaking the law filing a, a false police report. That's that's against the law. Yeah. Yeah. How do you get away with that? I don't get it. I wouldn't get away with that. You wouldn't get away with that. Bobby wouldn't right. get away with that. Smart wouldn't get away with that. None of us would. None of us. But, I mean, I guess if you're on Empire, you get away with that. No, did they let him? Because I remember, did they let him back on? Because I remember once this, once this uh, story initially broke, they basically took him off the show. Anything that, any scenes that were supposed to air after this shit, they basically cut out. They had to rewrite a lot. That was one episode that they did that with. And I think he was back on. And I believe that show has been canceled as of now. I don't think they're getting another season. They were close to the end of the season anyway. Um, I don't think it's back on. I, I, I think it got canceled. I'm, if, 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 uh, if, if, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, if anyone has more information, but I believe the show is no longer going. So he fucked up. If that's true, he fucked up a few careers for uh, one, which I believe is a lie. I don't know about anybody else. I believe he completely fucking lied. I mean, it's been proven, in my opinion, well, yeah. the two Nigerians got him. Yeah, you know, did mean, this. Yeah, that, that that he hired. Which there's 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 so much proof. Which once again makes, and I'm sorry to cut you off, Bobby, but, but once no. again makes it the fact that he got away with it scot free. Well, it just absolutely baffles my mind. Well, I did look it up, and the show is still active. Okay. Okay, uh, but see, Fox renewed it on April 30th of this year for its sixth and final season, Mm. which debuts on uh, September 24th. So after this season, it'll be done. All right, so they let them prepare at least for the last season. That's a good thing. At least you can, uh, at least you'll get a good... uh, you won't get an abrupt ending out of it. That's a good thing. And, and I agree with that. And I agree with that because I kind of tie it back into, and I brought this up before with the Cosby situation. No doubt what he did was fucked up. But from Jump Street, it always, I always thought it was a bad move to, when they took away the Cosby show, period, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was right to punish everybody involved with the show. Fellow cast members, producers, writers, staffers. I, I didn't think it was right to affect other people's money because of one person. Granted, I get it, it's called The Cosby Show, so it's kind of hard to uh, act like Bill wasn't a part of it. But I'm just saying that they had to find a way. They they It had to be a better way than, okay, we're just going to yank all of this shit, and everybody associated with the show has to suffer for it. I didn't think that was right. So I'm actually glad that they're at least getting a chance, like you said, to wrap up the show. And like I said, give everybody else involved, fans of the show, other people that were involved in the show, a sense of closure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I it, it is good. I mean, look, uh, fucking Roseanne didn't get that chance. Yeah, that was I mean, that was fucked up too. I mean, 
But I, I don't think I think I don't think that new show the kind I don't think it's long for the world. I think it's already been canceled. To be honest with you, I believe so. I it's believe coming so. back. Actually. It is coming back. Yeah, they've been running ads for it during college football. Ah, see, I don't watch football. I don't think it'll last though. I think this will be it. I, I honestly, I think they're just going to honor honor some pre existing contracts. I think that's all this is because I realize I think they realized right after they cut Roseanne that it was like a slow decline. Well, I mean, and the bad end, and the yeah. bad end, come on, they got a lot of backlash from <laughs> They got a lot of backlash from that. They, they did. They, they did get a lot of backlash from it. And I mean, look, let, let's face it. Look, she fucked up again. Yes, she said something she shouldn't have said. I'll 100% agree with that. Should she have gotten the penalty that she got? I don't, I, I don't feel. I don't feel it is. I don't think the punishment fit the crime there, in my opinion. Yeah. No. And proof, you know, proof is in the pudding. The person that asked her not too long after she uh, gave Roseanne the boot, she got the boot. No, I'm sorry. I think she stepped down. Yeah, I think so. But, I mean, it, it was just absolutely fucking wrong, dude. Just just wrong. But, I mean, um, as far as the Dave Chappelle, that was pretty much the last clip I had. I was going to play the last clip, but it kind of gets deep and... I don't really want to end the show on a deep note of of Dave being poor as a kid, but it does end funny. But um, I, I really, I guess we can just kind of wrap up on, I mean, were, was any, I'm going to ask, did any part of this offend you to the point where you were angry, hurt, need to jump on social media and go, oh my God, I can't believe he said so-and-so. Did anything anger any of you? Uh, Anthony, let's start with you. Uh, no. If anything, I felt like it was refreshing because I felt like it was something that this country needed to hear. I mean, it, it was refreshing to see a comedian not only stand by what he said, but to date has not apologized. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping he doesn't kowtow to the pressure. And, 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 and I, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, like I said, I got faith in Dave on this one. I really do. Cause he, he's yet to apologize for a fucking thing. And I just feel like the people that are all up in their feelings about it need to lighten the fuck up. Comedic comedy is supposed to be a release to not focus so much on the negativity, but to kind of almost make light of it and just enjoy yourself for 90 minutes, half hour, hour, whatever it is. I feel like people need to take a step back and then just enjoy comedy for what it was supposed to be. Put a smile on your face and kind of make you forget the negative shit going on, not just in your life, but in the world at large. All right. There you go. Bobby. Um, <clears throat> there were there were definitely parts where I said out loud, oh, shit, that's not OK. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I laughed and I laughed through it because, right. of course, I realized that he's a comedian, a very, very very funny comedian telling very very funny jokes mm -hmm. and of course i wasn't thrilled about his excessive use of the n-word but you know again that's just something that, that i understand happens but i was not offended enough to take action on any fucking thing none of that the, the simplest thing to do is to understand this man is a comedian telling jokes. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, 
I don't have to agree with everything that he's saying. I don't have to agree with anything that he's saying. But there, and even if I wasn't entertained by it at all, there are a lot of other people who are, and it would be, it would be a fucking travesty and an injustice for me to try to start or join a movement to silence his voice and stop other people from hearing what he has to say. All right. Perfect. Smart. I doubt you or any of this offended you. Literally impossible. But what I will say (laughs) (laughs) it is like to go back to the whole thing. He was talking about the abortion when it's women's right to have an abortion. And it's he thinks it should be a male's right to not have to pay for it. I personally grew up without a father who didn't pay any child support at all. My mom never complained about that shit once, and I was relieved that he didn't pay any because that meant that he couldn't try to fucking leverage custody in the situation. So it, it could have been easy for me. You know, that was something I had to deal with. I didn't sit there and beat a drum and write an article, you know, saying how offended I was. And I think the thing about this is I think this is a good thing overall because we've been talking about people getting offended, but overall on the, on the Rotten Tomatoes, there's, you know, it's been roughly 99%. So it's like, I feel like the people who actually saw it, who didn't have an agenda in the sense that they were working on websites that use clickbait to get, you know, revenue and ads and whatnot, the people that actually saw it realized that it wasn't really as offensive as they had been told it was. And I think, I hope at least that this kind of leads to or more of a movement where we actually treat things on a case-by-case basis and we actually formulate our own opinions and express them instead of trying to contour to what we're told society wants of us. Ah, all right. That was a much more deeper answer than I expected. Uh, I'm not drunk. It's a problem. Oh, okay. Um, Obviously, none of this offended me. Um, I really didn't find any offense in this. I really feel we need to take comedy at this point and take it for what it is. It's comedy. It's jokes. We're supposed to make fun of things. We're supposed to make fun of one another. We're supposed to have a fucking sense of humor. And I feel we've lost our sense of humor in this day and age, this... In these last few years, I feel like this country has lost its sense of humor. It really has. And I think, just like Smart just said, I think we needed something like this. I think this was needed. I think we all need to take a look at ourselves and say, okay, this guy is telling us that we need to be able to laugh at a lot more than we are. We need to stop being angry at everything, stop being offended by everything, and start maybe laughing at more things than than, than we're offended by. Yeah, and uh, to Smart's point, something Smart said earlier that I want to kind of like, it kind of sums up what you just said beautifully, Box. That it's like people in our age breaking out, and I mean Smart and I, those are the we we grew up in an era where you know rap, you know misogynistic misogynistic lyrics and music. Half naked women, vulgarity, language, all kinds of shit, homophobia. We we're the generation that grew up around all of this. The most the most negative shit you could think of, right? Mm-hmm. 
and we grew up to be the most offended. I, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand it. Like literally, it's like people that are tw- that are twenty years my junior that are like twenty twenty years my senior that are like, hey, it's just jokes. And you got people in their thirties, early thirties, barely in their thirties. Oh my, I'm so offended. I can't believe he said this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, that same person grew up listening to rap music, <laughs> you know, uh, American Pie type movies, you know, all this type of shit. And it's just like, what the, what the fuck happened? At what point did they go so far left? Like, did they forget how to have a sense of humor? Yes. It's exactly what I just said. The sense of humor has been, it, it's, it's, it's desensitized. Our sense of humor is gone. All we're looking for lately, it seems like lately, is something to be offended by. And I would much prefer to laugh than be angry and be offended. And, you know, like I said before, Smart said the exact words. This is something we needed. I think I, I might have said that earlier in the show, but I really think this was the kind of show that needed to get out there to show everyone that we can laugh at everything and anything and still just, I mean, I, I just don't get the division. And I, I, I think Dave kind of, Dave feels the same way. There shouldn't be a, such a division. We should all be able to get together and laugh at something and not be offended by every little thing he's saying. You're offended, fine. I get you're offended. Let's go to the next joke. Yeah, Maybe it's not everything better. needs to be a movement. Exactly. Not everything. Yeah. Exa- oh my god, perfect. Not everything has to be a movement to get someone canceled, to ruin a life, to ruin a career, to ruin everything everyone has worked for for their whole fucking life. And that's really what people are fucking doing now, dude. Yeah, you know why? You know what it is. Trying to ruin careers. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. I'm just. I just. You know, no big deal. I was just. I'm just saying. I feel like it's. It goes back to. It's almost like a sense of entitlement. You have a. You have people that have so little going on with, in their lives and their personal lives, that they they feel the need that they have to accomplish something, and that 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 need forces them to, like I said, join these movements, to bring other people down, to to kind of give their life some type of meaning. Instead of going out there and creating a life for themselves, Jeez. building something for themselves that they could be proud of, they feel the need that if I can't have shit, I don't want the next person to have shit. So I'm going to join a movement. I don't. I may not even agree with the movement that's going on, but I'm going to join it to bring it down. Like, how many times do you see people join movements and they don't have an opinion one way or the other, but just because they want to be a part of something? They're just going to get involved just to just just to be involved in something. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, trust me. I've watched many videos where they're like, "Oh, why are you here?" They're like, "Yeah, he asked me to come, and I figured I would join him." Mm-hmm. And it's like, do, 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 do you know what you're protesting? No, not really. But uh, my buddy said, "Come on down with him. It's cool." <laughs> Go ahead, smart. And I- wholeheartedly agree with what Anthony just said about people, you know, lacking accomplishments and that's what they want their accomplishment to be that I got rid of this person. I got rid of that person. But I also feel like it's kind of a reflection of society nowadays where like you could call in, you know, you can get people voted off reality shows. You got Mm -hmm. social media, you can decide what news 
sites you see. You can decide who you follow, who you don't follow. You can block, unfollow, delete any person who has any type of opinion contrary to your own. And that kind of creates a sense of entitlement where if somebody is saying that something that you don't like, you feel like they shouldn't be allowed to exist. Mm -hmm. Like they're fucking leopards. Like you cast them off into an island and it's not even good enough that they're not in your life. Like they shouldn't be allowed to make a living at all. Like he was like Chappelle was saying about Louis CK trying to come back to stand up and people not even being cool with that after he kind of faced his perceived punishment. God damn, dude, you hit on something that like I've never even, it hasn't even dawned on me that we we raised this generation of people who came up with these reality shows where mm-hmm. the voices have been given too much power, too much fucking power through the Internet, where we're, we're able to vote people off of TV shows because I don't like the way they sang. I don't like the way this guy treated this girl on this fucking TV show. So I'm calling in and voting them off and they're given this fucking power and it's entitlement. Holy shit, dude. Bobby, we made this shit happen. Bobby, you can literally pick up your phone, and if you hear someone that offended you, and if you get enough people to get it trending, you can ruin a celebrity's life. Yeah. Do you under? Literally, that's the age we live in. You can pick up your phone. You could be driving down the road. Pick up your phone. Hopefully, not cause an accident. Ruin someone's life in the meantime. And go and about your business. <laughs> and 140 characters or less. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yes. Yes. Man, yes. It's, it's a blessing and a curse, man. It, it, it is a beautiful thing. I really believe it is a beautiful thing that in this age that we are in right now that everybody has a voice. But yeah. it is a terrible fucking thing that everybody's voice has so much fucking power. Well, with, with, you know, with, with, with every good comes a bad. With every fucking, you know, with every good comes an evil, Bobby. Yeah. You know that, and and yeah. unfortunately, the, the we we can use the internet for both, but it seems like a, a lot of times the internet is used more for the evil than the good. I mean, we can <laughs> we can use the internet to put over whatever we want, and it, and of course, it depends on what you follow. It depends on what you choose to follow that you're going to see the good or the bad, but. Man, if like I said, dude, you can be driving down the road listening to you know a, a radio show, and some guy says something you you don't agree with, and boom, you tweet it, and and, and let's say you've got enough followers to start it trending, that guy's life could be over. You could ruin his career. A sub, a, a regular person now can literally ruin a celebrity's career. Yep. Internet is a beautiful thing. You know, especially with social, it it brings us together. It makes a lot of things in everyday life convenient. But where we went wrong with the internet is it took away the human connection. It took away the basic human connection because a lot of shit could be resolved if people just had face to face conversations. People don't do that shit no more. And what happens is there's no tone behind a text, Mm -hmm. a tweet, a Facebook message. You don't know if somebody's joking, being sarcastic, or if they're being dead ass serious. Like I said, put the phones down and have get back to old school face to face conversations so there can be no ambiguity. There can be no confusion. There can be no misunderstanding on what somebody means. Nothing can be taken out of context when you're looking somebody face to face. 
Yeah, and the, the other problem I will say, and then trust me, we're gonna we're gonna get wrapped up here in just a couple minutes here. I mean, you can't send like emotions when you type something. I can't literally. I may say something in a completely joking manner, and everyone takes me seriously, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa! I was joking. I was joking. You can't emote by text. And that's another thing that's wrong because people will literally tweet or Facebook something as a joke. And if you don't put 9,000 laughing emojis after it. Right. Or LOL. Oh. Remember the LOL? Oh, LOL doesn't even do it nowadays. LOL (laughs) isn't enough. You have to put like 9,000 crying laughing emojis for people to understand you were joking and even then the fuck you mean motherfucker yeah what you trying to say <laughs> exactly dude and we've all been there we've all made a stupid little comment that we were joking about dude i talked about it a couple of weeks ago when fucking uh someone I, I i made a joke and someone you know got on me and then it turned into a whole fucking situation on the facebook page on the oh, dirt yeah. sheet jesus christ dude I mean, like Weeb says, you have to type LOL. Dude, if you don't know that my comment is uh, seriously, you've got to take people. Just like Dave Chappelle was saying in the thing, I have never heard one gay person say that a f- their father smashed a dollhouse over their head. He was being ridiculous, over the top, funny. And Kevin Hart still got crucified for being funny. Yeah. And he still apologized. <laughs> and, 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 and it didn't do much good. He's just recently starting to get back into things right now. And it did Louis C.K. no good. It's doing no one no good. We are in the guilty and there is no innocence era right now. Yeah. There is Apology. no innocence. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm, 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 I'm done. I'm done. And I'll just wrap it up with this on my part. The apologies mean shit because it's not about the apology for these people. It's about humbling you and then saying, by the way, you still can't have your shit back. Because they, they, they just want they want they want to take solace in knowing not only did they humble you by making you apologize, but also humbling you by knowing they took everything away from you, everything that you worked for. Like and, and that and that to me is fucked up. You're a piece of shit. If 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 you make it your life's mission to uh, tear somebody else's life works down, you're a piece of shit for that. Yeah, yeah, I, I I completely agree with that, and that's and that's unfortunately where we are. And like I said, dude, all it takes is a trend, a fucking you know, one Facebook post, and everyone sees it that that goes viral, and you you we literally all of us have the power to do that if we have enough followers if it gets trending literally and and it's it's a little scary it's a little fucking scary dude but yeah. the the scariest part is that we we're starting to get to this everyone's guilty until they're proven innocent and we used to be innocent until proven guilty but i mean that look that me too movement man really and and I mean, even he brought it up. The one thing he said that was absolutely brilliant was, I don't think I did anything wrong, 
but you never know. Yeah. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, but we'll find out. Exactly. What did I say wrong that someone's offended by is what he was saying. So once again, yeah. I, I, I to wrap this up, I really feel that he was, you know, Dave Chappelle was not, he was definitely making fun of both sides. So the fact that people call this a right wing comedian, I completely disagree with. He made fun of both sides. He did something comedians used to do, and that's take, make fun of everybody. Not make fun of this side, that side. He made fun of everybody. And a lot of people took this out of context, as Bobby, as, uh, as Bobby said, and we've brought up a bunch of times tonight. The context of this was to literally bring light to the fact that both sides are pretty much full of shit. Pretty much. Pretty much full of shit. Pretty much don't really have a solid agenda that they go situation by situation and there's hypocrisy on both sides and you can laugh at it and still keep your beliefs but I I just don't think people got that dude yeah speaking of laugh yeah Yeah, I see the pound me too (laughs) that is what it means that used to be a goddamn pound sign in my days (laughs) right Pound me to movement, yeah. god damn it. So, uh, let's just, to, I guess to end this show on a positive note. Yep. I got, I got, I got to get, uh, my resident hip hop head, my resident hip hop buddies, uh, since I got both, uh, Smart and Bobby on the line, real quick. What are your guys' thoughts on, uh, Death Row now being owned by Hasbro, or, yeah. uh, as Doug would say, Hasbro? Cause I, I'm, so, I mean, Has- Bobby, I mean, sorry. Fox, you brought up the Fox, point that there's a there's a bigger story behind it, but I'm just there is of course it, it's just it, it's just there weird is. to me. And I gotta it's say, weird. and I gotta say, Hasbro is the way will that pay. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Doug. It's, it's, I love you, Doug. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I didn't want to get into the whole thing tonight just because I, I figured we would go pretty long. We're already at a you know we've already gone pretty long tonight, but. Uh, I'll try to just wrap it up really quickly. It's a lot deeper than what people, uh, than, than, than what media is making it out to be. The media went with the funniest story. It is pretty funny for people to hear. Oh, look, you know, Hasbro, this toy company owns the, you know, what was once the most, the world's most dangerous, uh, record company. Yeah. But, uh, death row was acquired, um, uh, Death Row went uh, bankrupt years ago. Uh, Suge hadn't owned Death Row in years. So it actually uh, passed from uh, Suge to another company and then to a different company. And then it, it ended up being owned by Entertainment One, um, which is a huge, huge, uh, what's the word? Conglomerate, I guess. Entertainment One owns a bunch of fucking properties. Um, a handful of different record uh, companies, um, some uh, TV production companies. Uh, Entertainment One owns uh, Walking Dead. They own uh, Peppa Pig. Um, they own a lot of shit. Basically, what it comes down to is Hasbro bought a big division of Entertainment One. 
and death row just happens to fall under that. So it's not like Hasbro was going for death row. They probably had no interest in death row. It was, it just happened to be part of the package that ah. included properties that Hasbro was interested. So basically ah. they own the rights to the death row. They own the library. They own the entire death row library. <laughs> right, the library exactly. It'd they like... do. They and the the funny thing is, they do actually have the rights to do anything that they want to do um, with, with anything that came out that was related to death row. If they want to put out, um, I'll say Snoop Doggy Dog action figures, <laughs> they can do that because on death row he was Snoop Doggy Dog. That's that's the you know. He never released anything on Death Row as Snoop Dogg. So they have all rights to Snoop Doggy Dogg, and they can do any fucking thing they want to do with it. Wow. They can do anything they want to do with any of the music that was released. It's theirs. You know, it's theirs to exploit or to make money off of or whatever. But I guarantee Hasbro doesn't give a shit about Death Row. Yeah. That was I'm just gonna... a bonus. Yeah, I'll disagree on that. I think you're missing the real scheme here. Uh I think the idea why they acquired Death Row is they're trying to get that Tupac hologram to do kids' birthday parties. Oh, shit. But, but Smart, you're also missing the point that Tupac's fofo will make sure that all those kids don't grow. That is tragic, yes. That is tragic. Jesus. Uh, yeah, we're an, uh, 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 another bullshit, another bullshit company <laughs> trying to exploit my man. Jesus Christ, another bullshit. <laughs> my man getting exploited by toy companies now. Jesus, I, don't, I can't stand it. Everybody, man, it's just everybody trying to go for it, man. I don't know, man, but uh, yeah, I, I, damn, Bobby broke that shit down. <laughs> I didn't realize all that. So, Entertainment One is the podcast one of the podcast world. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just a lot bigger. They just own a bunch of shit and just are willing to sell to the highest bidder. They're the well, they're bookies. They were. They're fucking bookies, dude. They were, but Hasbro Hasbro officially owns Entertainment One. Okay. Now, um, except for if I understand it correctly, the only the only thing they don't TV um, division. The only the the donor of the TV division. All right. 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 It's a Canadian. I was actually about to to ask about that because isn't it isn't the channel like TV One or something? I I believe so. I really don't know that much about Entertainment One. Kind of surprised that I know as much as I <laughs> as much as I was able to spit out tonight. Far more Sometimes prepared I than anyone else here. <laughs> All right. Well, damn. I think we broke that down a little more than we expected to. But uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. There we go. So, wow, man. Um, all right. Let's. Uh, as far as uh, Dave Chappelle, you guys would uh, definitely recommend people watch this or. Are we going to go vice and say don't watch it? It's offensive and and uh, and, and go there. What do we do? What, what do we do? What? Fuck vice. There we go. I like that. Fuck vice. Fuck fuck vice. And I would say, regardless of what side of the uh, political fence that you stand on, watch the special for yourself. 
and formulate your own opinion. Don't go off of clickbait. Don't go off of what other other people told you. Don't go off of too many clips on YouTube or the internet. Watch the full special in its entirety, beginning to end, and then formulate your opinion. If you walk away from it offended, fine. But at least you watch the special. You got the full context of what the man was trying to say, and you were able to formulate your own educated opinion based off of that. There you go. I say watch the special, and if you're offended by every little thing he says, you might want to look at yourself in the mirror and wonder if you're the fucking problem. That's what I'll say right there. And uh, I think we can wrap it up. What do you guys think? Yes, sir. There you go. Yep. There you go. Uh, Smart Wahlberg, appreciate you coming on back. Definitely going to see you soon. Definitely going to see you soon because draft day... I definitely want to get that done in the next couple of weeks. Uh, that might be the next movie we do, actually, Draft Day, because I really, really want to do that. And I want to do it with you because uh, you have a lot of football knowledge that I do not. Bobby Anthem, appreciate you. Uh, Anthony, you know I appreciate you. I know you do. There you go. Bobby, go ahead and tell them where they can find you, man, one more time. All right, man. The Inhuman Experience. Me and my partner, my ace, my fellow Inhuman, Bobby Blades. You can find our podcast pretty much everywhere. Just fucking go to Google, do a search for Inhuman Experience. We will show up. Uh, You can also find my solo show, In Search of My Lost Soul. Learn what the fuck I'm about while I learn who the fuck I am. Uh, That's available uh, with the Inhuman Experience feed. It also airs every other Sunday on the Get in the Corner Mixler. And as of the time of this recording right now, um, a new episode will be uh, coming out uh, this Sunday. Um, Well, it'll be this past Sunday since the was is here in this, but it'll be brand new uh, for download on the Inhuman Experience feed. Nice. And like I've said a bunch of times on this show, definitely check that show out. It's uh, it's short, it's sweet, it's impactful, and uh, you definitely, definitely need to listen to that. Um, the uh, the uh, the uh, in search of his lost soul and the inhuman experience. Absolutely, man. I love listening to that shit, man. I'm all into that paranormal bullshit. So yeah. I love it. I love it, man. And yeah, uh, Bobby goes all in, no condom. There you go. He goes raw. He goes raw. There you go. And, of course, you uh, you can find uh, me and Anthony. You know where to find us. You guys can always find us uh, right here, mr.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. That's where the Hollywood Hangout is also. And uh, Wednesday night, we will be back with the Dirt Sheet Dudes right here on mixer.com slash Dirt Sheet Dudes. And uh, that's it. Appreciate everybody joining us. And we will see you all next time on the Hollywood Hangout. See ya. Peace. That's the